previously on Lonely Boys. Chuck, uh, hey man, I was just stopping by to see Nate. I, I guess he's not here. He's in his room. Oh, he is? He's not in class? I would have thought... You don't really know how to stage a run do you? Cut to the chase. Well, uh, since Blair betrayed you with your uncle, I thought maybe you could betray her back. Call my sister, offer her protection. Oh, hey, I I'm here too. <laughs> oh shit, Blair's here well, too, I'm so <laughs> fucked. <laughs> well, you're just about six months late for that, aren't you, Humphrey? Hey, I, uh, I didn't expect to see you here. I assumed... Chuck and I would be back at war after that silly Gossip Girl blast. It was obviously fake. We all know Gossip Girl doesn't report the news anymore. She just reports whatever the fuck she wants. Well, give me that idea. She's always a trusted source. Of enemies, Humphrey. All powerful people do. We anticipated someone would try to mess with us. And this handiwork has your lying little sister's fingerprints all over it. Besides, Jack Bass wasn't in France last summer. He was in Chile. Again? How do you know that? Uh, I, I must have read it somewhere. God, I hope Regard he doesn't ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, this incident inspired us to write an addendum to the treaty. The notary just left. Wait a second, there's a treaty? Like an actual legal document? Humphrey, the intricacies of our war games are too complex for you, for the likes of you to fathom. As an additional gesture of trust, Chuck, I would like to invite you to my birthday party this evening. Can I please come too? <laughs> I gratefully accept. And since Gothic Barbie, pause for laughs, <laughs> remains, <laughs> remains safely quarantined upstate, feel free to stop by if you're feeling lonely. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys podcast. My name is Matt. I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down season four, episode eight, Juliet Doesn't Live Here Anymore. And, and just to specify, season four, episode eight of Gossip Girl, of course. But wow. I am not here by myself. I am here with someone who does still live here in the crematorium, Brendan Ruffell. Oh, I sure do. Hello, <laughs> I'm, of course, your co-host, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Diddly Hodo Cream Nation recording live. So it's from that same crematorium. I am your editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly. Dr. Officer Cream reporting for duty. Cream, yes, Cream. Cream, yes, cream. Uh, I don't know if you could tell, but I had nothing prepared to introduce you. Oh, really? You that say. one off the dome. Yeah. You don't say. Yeah. Imagine my horror looking at my, not to mention my notes, as some guests like to do, but imagine my horror looking at my notes, seeing that uh, I had nothing to introduce you as and just having to wing it. You know, you know what, what my horror is after I just did that entrance? Um, yeah. I, so I, I now do this, this other podcast that no one will ever know about because it's a really niche podcast about right. a youtube channel that's also super niche blitzbot boys blitzbot boys uh and in that show like the following for that youtube channel has a lot of children so i don't <laughs> do that intro and it's it's so horrible to just Whoa. say my name at the top and not go through the whole rigmarole it just you really pains version. me i don't know how you do a censor <laughs> I'm version i'm really sure instead of cream you'd say ice cream <laughs> <laughs> sure i just say ice cream and my, then my name <laughs> Uncle Ice Cream, you're in the Ice Creamatorium. <laughs> yeah. You, you're the editor-in-chief at Ice Cream Weekly. I think it works. <laughs> I think, it I think you should try it next All right. time. Um, Brendan, would you believe you, me if I said we have another guest this week? I I love to believe you. I believe oh, you as much as I we, believe women. We, well, <laughs> hashtag believe Which is me not at women. all. <laughs> Got me there. Um <laughs> And then we are wrapping up Lindenhurst Month, finally. We famously had uh, two people 
not show up to Lindhurst Month. Embarrassing. But our last two did show up, and this one, very excited to talk to, talk about uh, this episode with. She is another gossip Bonafide Gossip Girl fan. Uh, we talked some Gossip Girl the last time we hung out, and I said, gotta get you on the pod. Brendan, it's our good friend, Chrissy, not happening anymore, Chrissy Edmondson. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast for the first Hello. time. Hey, hey. I'm super, <laughs> super happy to be here. I've been so excited since, when did we meet up? Like, December? Yeah, it must have been December, yeah. Been looking forward like to this for months. I know, and that was the first time we were talking like 10 years. Literally, and this is actually the first time I'm talking to Brendan. So, hey, Brendan. <laughs> hey, Chrissy Happy Evanson. 10 year anniversary. <laughs> hey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> these introductions have been tough. I, I get Brendan where I forget to introduce him. I get Chrissy, who I don't even know what last name to use. It was, oh, it, my man. God. You don't know me anymore. You should be rewarded okay. at the end. I should get a potty for this one. <laughs> <laughs> it, seems, it sounds like you're burning the candle on both ends, as they like to say. Maybe that's who part likes of the to issue. say that? They. Hey, oh, okay. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> yeah. Chrissy, I will ask you what I ask all of our first time guests, and that is just to tell us a little bit about your Gossip Girl history. Like, when did you watch it? Did you watch it when it first came out? Did you binge it afterwards? Have you rewatched it? Uh, how did you fall in love with the show? Or if you don't love the show, uh, how you fell in hatred with the show, I guess. Just what what is your story with Gossip Girl? Okay, so I did not watch Gossip Girl when it first came out because... I don't even know how old we were, like 12, 13 years old, maybe. Yeah, probably like 13. Was I, I even it, like allowed to watch Gossip Girl when I was 12 years old? Probably, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> probably You're asking not. me. I don't know. I didn't make the rules in your house. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There were no rules in my house. Definitely would have been allowed to watch Gossip Girl. Um, but no, I think I found Gossip Girl when it was on Netflix. So I probably watched it maybe like the tail end of college. Same, same, so, same, same. So for me, it was like life changing. You know, when you find that show on Netflix, yep. there's like a million seasons, and that binge it all in four weeks. Lengthy. Yeah, you watch all of it. You gain like twenty pounds because you're like gotta get to watch Gossip Girl. It's like before McDonald's. you know it, it's it's one thirty p.m. and you haven't gone to sleep. Right. It's like I'll take a forty five minute nap before class so I can get in another episode of Gossip Girl. Um, exactly. So yeah, and then I watched it again. And then probably now Gossip Girl has served as like my anxiety comfort show. Like, you know how they say people with anxiety, like watch the same things over and over again because they know how it ends. Like, I feel like that's my Gossip Girl now. Like I put it on when I'm like folding laundry or like I'll be cleaning or doing something around the house. And it's like Gossip Girl in the background. So probably fully, like full attention. I've watched it through twice. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would say like, you tell me pretty well versed in gossip girl wouldn't say yeah. i'm like an expert but um you're yeah, right there pretty you're pretty pro. familiar pretty pro like one yeah, more yeah. watch through and like one more watch through from being a super fan i think i think yeah i think that's how it works usually usually the third yeah. full watch through is uh is third time's a charm into the gold members club yeah I, I think chrissy also helped us diagnose our good friend pete with uh, anxiety because he famously watched the office with like 11 or 12 times straight through <laughs> and nothing but yeah and he's never seen a def- he's never seen another show but like the better question is who hasn't seen The Office eleven or twelve times through? Oh yeah, for, for, sure. for a while like, it was voluntarily Pete. or involuntarily doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely seen Always it close to that amount of times, but just in addition to many other things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He just solely watches The Office. I respect it. You have to. You have no choice but to. Um, <laughs> who would you say is your uh, least favorite? Well, I don't know why I started with the least favorite. Wow. But, uh, favorite character and least favorite character of Gossip Girl. 
All right, I'll start with least favorite. That's a tough one because I feel like there's a lot of characters like in the running for that one. Sure. Um, but overall, least favorite. I'd, I'd have to go Vanessa. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone answer. loves I just don't get it. The crowd um, goes she's, wild. She's the worst. <laughs> especially, especially season four episode eight, man. Ugh. <laughs> the del- worst. Delayed, but I have uh, this button. No, I actually kind of thought. And, then, no. <laughs> and this, I thought someone was like dropping marbles on the ground. Um, <laughs> oh no, they're everywhere. And this is this is not to say that it was a great episode for Vanessa. I think it was like one of her better episodes. Like she wasn't. I mean, at, at least. And uh, Mel got served pointed this out uh, in a text message to me that at least they're giving her something to do besides just being like obsessed I with guess. Dan now. That I mean, at so, least she's I don't think you need to struggle something. to give her plot points. Just keep her out of it. <laughs> Yeah, just fire keep, her. Just keep her the fuck out of this show. Um, yeah, like, why, why is she even there to begin with? Like, we don't know, but no she's there, knows. and we gotta just gotta live with that, I guess. But yeah, least favorite goes to Vanessa. What about your favorite character? Favorite character, I feel like is a tough one because I feel like no matter who you choose, like they all have their faults, right? Listen, so like, there's fl- none of them. Flawed characters. You're, you're there's none of them that you're like, yes great person with the exception of Jerota. Like how can you not love Jerota? Oh yeah. 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 Jerota's the best. 100% approval rating for Jerota. I think everyone can agree on that. She's the only one that you look at her you're like nothing is wrong with you. You're perfect. And Um, that's your favorite character if that's the way you're going to go. I don't know if she's my favorite though but I think favorite we have to go Blair. Woo! Man. You hit all the right answers. On the the correct (laughs) answers here. Oh Uh, I'm so happy that my opinion is right. (laughs) Yeah. We we all agree. I'm dropping some more marbles here at my house to uh, to show support. Um, I go Blair. Or, I mean, yeah, I agree. Blair's iconic. Um, let's uh let let's get into this episode that we watched. Of course, Juliet doesn't live here anymore. Before before we do though, Brendan, of course, it is your time to shine. I just mentioned that the episode is titled "Juliet Doesn't Live Here Anymore." Do you know what that is referencing? And just to uh, give everyone some context, I know for us, it, it, for everyone at home listening, it's only been a week. For us, it's been a, like a while since we've recorded one of these. So, Brendan, just to refresh you, and uh, oh, the cliffhanger of last week was that we didn't know if you, we were counting yeah, uh, yeah. your answer. When I listened back, you said it correctly on the first try. So, That's no controversy. When, and, then when I, and then when I asked you what you said, because I thought you said the right answer, you switched it back to the wrong answer, but said you wanted to switch it to the right answer. So you made it more confusing than it had to be. <laughs> you, but the judges have ruled that you got it correct. So I you mean, it's, now, it's all just a after, show for the fans after, exactly. at the end of the day. After getting the last two in a row correct, you are now two for seven on the season. And we continue the winning streak. Mm. Or will you falter again? Juliet doesn't live here anymore. So my, my two options here is to change out the name to a random name. There's many names out there. That's, <laughs> a, that's a tough one. Otherwise, tough. the easier thing is to just cut out the end of it and say it's Juliet doesn't live here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with that one. Okay, so you're guessing Juliet doesn't live here. And then your theory was correct that you should have switched the name. Uh, it is, of course, based off the film, Alice doesn't live here yeah, anymore. Yeah, I never would have gotten that. 1974. I had to pick a name out of a hat. Yeah, they're picking more obscure films this season. They really are. It's not my fault. You are going to fall to two for eight, but still plenty of season left. We can get you back up to 500. Hopefully there's an easy stretch coming along, but uh, the winning streak is over for you. Yeah. Um, Original air date here, November 8th, 2010. And we are going to start this episode. Blair, uh, 
sleeping, and I, and I say sleeping with quotes, with, with her sleep mask on, uh, Serena comes barging in to talk about her Colin issues, and Blair points out that she also has boundary issues, and uh, that the only issue Serena should be having with Professor Forrester is the topic of her midterm, and like, yeah, Blair, you, you tell her. I, I think Blair has been consistently right about this. <laughs> she, she, uh, Blair's always the kind of person to point this out to her best friend. Yeah, and she's able to really multitask here. I wasn't sure if she was actually doing this or not because it did make sense that she could literally have a, a full-on conversation while getting eaten out. What doesn't like, make insane. sense is how Serena climbs into bed with Blair. And first, first time ever that Blair is trying to kick Serena out of her room and out of her bed. But Serena climbs into bed with Blair and doesn't notice that there's another a human big being like, in there under the covers. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Like, how thin is Chuck that he's just blending in with the I, rest I, of the I couldn't even tell. I was like... Hey, He's supposed. To, I think this is that's the joke, but I don't see like a full-on truck-sized lump <laughs> underneath there. <laughs> when did you guys realize what was happening in this scene? Of course, that Chuck Chuck is under the covers eating Blair out as she's having a conversation with Serena. I mean, I guess once he popped up, I was like, okay, that is him. <laughs> oh, that's what's happening here. Yeah, because well, the duvet starts to pop up. Yes, and then Blair hits it down. But like we like, all knew before that, I feel. Yeah, I, yeah I think okay. They're, maybe they're, maybe they hit the pat down as well. I think like, Blair's okay, reaction gotcha. to Serena entering the room is like kind of the giveaway, right? Yeah, because usually Blair would be like, "Oh, Serena, come in. Oh, you yeah. want to come into bed? That's great. This is, I, yeah, I think this I, I come true. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think I understood what it was supposed to be, but it was just so cartoonish that I was like, "No, they're not. They're not doing that." Like, oh, okay, they, they, they are. Cartoon now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I truly cannot take Serena anymore. She she gets into bed. She's like, "I know we agreed to wait." She's talking about Colin here. She's like, I know we agreed to wait, but it just feels like the world is passing us by. It's uh, not fair. Like, what? First of all, we, we all knew she couldn't wait the seven weeks that she had to wait, wait to do this. Secondly, wh- what do you mean the world is passing you by? Like, because you guys aren't having sex, you're missing out on the world? Like, what are you <laughs> exactly. About? And Serena's saying it's unfair. It's, it's just the icing on the case. It, cake. Like, it's not fair that you want to date your professor, but you can't. Yeah, and even when, like, later when they make plans to go away, they have to like take separate modes of transportation so they don't like fuck on the plane or fuck on the car or like they won't stay in the same place sex is everything insane well i just feel like the whole the whole situation is so ridiculous let's just say that and like she keeps harping on it we've been harping on this for the past like four episodes and this is her this has been her problem (laughs) for four episodes straight (laughs) I get it. It really has been. Ever since Colin popped into the picture. Uh, Now, we know that Blair's been watching a lot of 90s comedies recently. She's been referencing Seinfeld a lot in recent episodes. Now she directly takes a quote from Eric Matthews in Boy Meets World when she tells Serena, life's tough, get a helmet. Uh, She should have also bopped Serena on the head. (laughs) She should (laughs) have. So uh, she reminds Serena not to lose her dot, dot, dot head and then pushes her out of bed um serena must probably confused here because she still doesn't notice that chuck is here and then when she leaves we, we get the confirmation that chuck was under the blanket the whole time uh like serena really so self-absorbed with her own problems i guess that she she couldn't realize it i, I mean there, I, again there's just no way you wouldn't notice a chuck-sized person in the bed with you yeah and i forget how they say it but i, I think somewhere during this conversation it's confirmed that blair finished during her conversation yes. with serena yeah, I, Which I didn't tells, see it uh, happen. He tells Chuck that uh, this needs to end. She's never orgasming for him again. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's an so exact she quote, came but... during <laughs> Serena's conversation. Yeah, it's when she said, "It's when she said head," because she, she oh, says, but uh, yeah, "All right, I guess it wasn't that good then." She reminds Serena not to lose her, and then she's like, "Head," and I think that's where <laughs> the, the sound she makes when uh, when she, when, uh, when that happens. I think she says so head I every guess time what she we comes. Can gather 
yeah, what we can gather from this situation is like Chuck's not doing it for her, but she's only going to orgasm while staring at Serena. Got yeah, it. Yes, perfect. Yeah, no, I, exactly. Thank you. Thank you for being <laughs> in on on the theory that Blair is in love with Serena. They yep. did not even have to prod you for that. That's, and we're, <laughs> we're here for it. It's fine. It's absolutely the truth. Wow. And I think this is another thing that confirms it. Very, very glad you So many correct very answers from, from Chrissy already in the podcast. Um, Nessa and Dan are at the loft. Dan asks Vanessa if she wants to go to Lily's for breakfast, but she has too much work. Uh, we find out that Dan also has a copy of Winner by Colin Forrester, and it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Dan is supposed to be the one with taste. And even Vanessa's like, oh, I didn't know you were a fan. Uh, and Dan's like, no, I just got it because Serena is taking his class. Like, what? What a weirdo. He, he's, he's getting just as bad as Serena lately. I don't know what's wrong with him. He really, like, Dan... Dan's, Dan's, Dan to buy a, like a, book, like a billionaire's book to read like about business? That doesn't sound like Dan at all. He got it because Serena's taking his class. He's right, like, but that's, I, I that's even know, weirder. I want to know what she's. In, I want to know what she's into. Yeah, He's like, I want to know what this guy's deal is. That's yeah. It. I, I don't know when, um, he, when did he become like this. This jealous. Like, he was always jealous of like Nate because they had a history, but yeah, he's a I little bit of season, a lunatic. Yeah, recently. Yeah, and Vanessa. Vanessa's like, uh, oh yeah, I saw an interview of him with Matt Lauer. The the. Uh, the famously canceled since canceled Matt Lauer. This is a season uh, full of canceled what? references. I'm sure Colin Forrester has been canceled by now somewhere out there as I'd well. Say so, yeah. <laughs> and Vanessa's like, "Oh, was the interview about who's cuter?" Which, Vanessa, keep it in your pants. Come on, what the? Relax. What is going on here? Relax. <laughs> and She's so, a pervert. Seriously, and uh, Vanessa checks out as soon as uh, the S word Serena comes up because uh, since the Hamilton House debacle, she's uh. dead to anyone in Serena's life, even Nate, and. Uh, Turns out that Nate is also not talking to Dan because he stole the treaty. And Vanessa tells Dan that Juliet is crazy and framing her, which you, you would think, we mentioned this, but you would think if Dan believes that Vanessa wasn't the one behind everything, then he should also believe her that it was Juliet. But instead, Dan's like, oh, come on. I thought we agreed not to right, talk th- about Right, I thought this. he we, believed we her too until he says us. this. And I'm like, oh, so you're going <laughs> to just brush this off by like being yeah, super, like, dis- being you, super dismissive of Vanessa. Let's not, yeah, let's not think of who's actually behind it. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? But I know you did it. <laughs> and speaking <laughs> of Juliet, you got her hidden camera. She's on the phone. She tells the other person that she has the camera. We're good. And Colin comes in. Juliet apologizes for being late, but she had some assignment she needed to finish. And uh, Colin's like, oh, nice try. You just don't want to continue our discussion from last night. And Colin's Ooh. like, Colin's pissed that Juliet's still in contact with Ben. Uh, wh- whatever Ben did, Juliet has clearly sided with him, and Colin clearly has not. Uh, Juliet doesn't want to cut off contact contact but colin thinks he deserves to be in jail um brendan any prediction yet on why he's there in jail Mm, something incestual for sure (laughs) if i know anything about ben honestly one of the other things i know about ben is that he wants to fuck his sister and he hates serena (laughs) those are the two things we know about him (laughs) the only two things we need to know and so that's, that's, it. that's it. That's it. Those are two character traits. Everyone gets two character traits, and those just unfortunately are his. So. Honestly, yeah. Juliet saying, "Yeah, I Juliet was say, says you that could Ben say the same didn't thing about do. people would say the same thing about me." Is what I was oh, okay. Say. <laughs> I'm glad that you didn't like, say mm, it, but then did. All right. Because I, <laughs> I, I sounded too believable. Yeah. Well, so are you on the record as saying that people shouldn't believe this? Yes, that's what I'm. That's where I'm trying to land. Great. Um, Juliet says that Ben didn't do it, and Colin's like, you're literally the only one that thinks that, and, like, why else would his lawyer have him plead guilty? And 
uh, you know, he says she's playing with fire. Uh, but Juliet turns the tables here. She's like, I saw the way you were looking at Serena Vanderwoodson at Blair Waldorf's party last night. Get through uh, my video camera. First... <laughs> yeah, she's using first and last names just in case we're confused. I don't know why she has to say like <laughs> season Serena four. We forgot <laughs> who she is. <laughs> and, and that's when Colin's like, ah, I should I should get out of here. I'm I'm late. But he he warns Juliet that if she keeps talking to Ben, then she's gonna lose her money from him. And uh, that makes Juliet look at the hidden camera in her hands menacingly. Yeah, I'm I'm worried that we're never gonna find out exactly why Ben is paying for her entire life. Like I know she, I guess she, I know I know she's yeah, like, I know she's poor. But we don't like like what what put her in the situation. Something some, well, I mean, think, something well, has to yeah. do with Ben, I guess. He's poor and he's a billionaire, so uh, the least he can do is pay for her tuition and rent. It, it's honestly kind of shitty. Like once we find out where she lives and what's going on, why can't he just give her like a room in this place or something instead of like just paying for the shitty apartment? Just get her. Yeah, a good honestly, apartment. a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, he, I mean, he's canonically a billionaire. Probably, he's he's probably has a lot of so. different places to live in New York City. Yeah, right? Like, he could get her someplace nicer than this, but I, I, I don't know. At least he's paying for her tuition, I guess. Um, he probably just doesn't like her very much. Yeah, that's probably, probably it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dana's at breakfast with Rufus. There are some fat waffles on the table. Fat yeah, waffles? Wow. I, I'm glad Thick Rufus voice. got back to the waffle making because, man, those were those were healthy-looking waffles. But, I mean, he, he got <laughs> back to the waffle making right as <laughs> there's nobody to eat them. Yeah. He's been slacking for yeah, so long, been... and now he's back it's to like it just classic, like classic episode of a TV show. There's like this crazy breakfast on the table as like whoever the main character is like comes out of their room and is like gotta go and grabs like an apple just one <laughs> like classic like who has the time to make all this breakfast literally rufus, i guess and, and rufus the house well, yeah, Ru- house husband yeah house husband house rufus, husband does. rufus. <laughs> We pan out to reveal that Dan and Rufus are the only two family members at the family breakfast. And the show, now that Sam has, Sam has said this, I will never stop noticing it. The show is once again explaining the absence of Eric and Lily, saying that he and Lily are at his interview at Wesleyan. Um, and mm-hmm. Dan is curious to know where Serena is because he heard that she was seeing someone. And Rufus is like, uh, why don't you just ask her? And Dan says, <laughs> why are you asking Rufus? Best interest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Dan says because he has a vested interest in her answer and Rufus is basically like okay uh, stop being a bitch take her to coffee and ask how she feels so uh, Dan says I'm just gonna go find her on campus and it's like why not just call Serena and set up a coffee date why does he have to physically go to the Columbia campus to to, to so that he he can catch her coming out of the taxi that's (laughs) why right that's that's why it is for the writing so that he can catch Serena but in a normal world he's just gonna call Serena right yeah that's, that's annoying it makes Dan look crazier uh, we, than he usually is. Yeah. We find out the title of Chapter 1 of Winner by Colin Forrester is Going for Broke. And we fi- it's not even a good joke that they set up with this. No, I, I forget what it is, but I remember it being bad. So, so it's something like, uh, Dan's like, all right, Dad, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go for broke today. And Rufus is like, I'm glad my chat inspired you. And Dan's like, actually, that's the title of Chapter 1. What? Then why are you just saying? Like, it doesn't just make sense. The punchline does not make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So Chuck comes out of his limo. Uh, Nate greets him with a yo and asks him uh, where he's been because he hasn't been home in days. Uh, Chuck replies that the New York Marathon is this weekend, and I guess Chuck warms up the female marathon runners by <laughs> what was having this? sex with This them? is an even weirder <laughs> joke. This made no sense. <laughs> the writers are going insane. I think there's still some leftover crazy from last week's episode. I fuck every single marathon runner to make sure they have a good he's race. Like, I warm up the marathon runners, and in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe he's buying them, like, plates of pasta, and he's, like, insinuating me he's having sex with them, and I'm like, oh. Oh, not the pasta <laughs> <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta carve them up first. Yeah. With his one Nate big noodle. Going... <laughs> 
Nate says he's going to Juliet's place to drop off her stuff so he can be done with her. And Ch Chuck is just, I mean, that joke alone is telling us something weird is going on. Uh, the, the scene before with him, like, you're not be able to see Chuck in the bed. Like, something weird is happening with Chuck in this episode. And I don't know if you agree, but it, it, Chuck looks like and is acting like like an NPC video game character in, in this scene. And in like, the, like just the way he's talking to Nate, he's also, like, not moving his yeah, body. Yeah. His voice seems detached from his body. It's just so strange the way he's talking. To, as if Nate walked up to him in, like, the Gossip Girl video game and pressed A to speak to him. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Ed Westwick wasn't actually on set this week and they just green screened him in later. It was like a robot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It yeah. seems like Hologram Chuck has made his way his way into this episode. Yeah, kind of like AI. We love writing. Hologram Chuck. Yeah. He's very yes. horny. We love him. He's <laughs> fucking all the marathon runners. <laughs> uh, speaking, and then this is weird too. Like Chuck sees Blair, so he tells Nate, "I left my BlackBerry in the limo." <laughs> it's like you're holding it. <laughs> like, like someone has clearly taken over Chuck's right. body, and he's like, "All right, see you around." And he just I, walks. I, through I, I guess Blair. apparently Ed Westwick just plays horny as robot. Yeah, that's yep. what it is. He's a horny robot now. <laughs> Chuck goes to touch Blair, and Blair swats his hand away and asks him, what if someone sees? And Chuck's like, oh, you don't like that anymore? So uh, good. To, I love hearing about their kinks. I do. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> like, in, you know, that, what, like, in that moment, it's nice. He's like, oh, okay, let's move on to the next thing then. Like, he wasn't being like, oh, you don't like that? He's like, oh, you don't like that? Okay, what else? What should we do instead then? He's looking for like the next kink <laughs> yes. on the list. Yes. <laughs> um, Blair, Blair's like, oh, I'm being crazy. There, there's nothing to see because this ends here. And Chuck's like, okay, but hear me out. What if we fuck over there real quick? Like, hmm. She's like, okay. They, she says, okay, but hurry. They both put their arms around each other's back and speed walk away. It is the this most was... awkward. Like, I don't care. This is the most awkward. I'm like, who edited this scene? Because Blair's arm is just flailing all over the what place. The I'm like, fuck? who is in charge of this? Because it looks this horrible. Such an, another weird cartoony moment. Like, what was this? I, uh, I was tempted to make this the joke of the episode because it was so – like, I laughed out loud. It was absurd. <laughs> I, I, re I rewinded, rewound, whatever the word is for it, like four times and just laughed because it's so stupid. <laughs> they look like a vaudeville duo, like in a 1920s silent movie. Like, what? I mean, think about tr trying to do that. Like, who the fuck directed this? Take your best friend and put both you and them put your arms around each other like underneath the like it's such a weird feeling it's it's, it's such an uncomfortable just walk as fast as you possibly can down the road. But it's not even the arms; it's the fact that Blair is just like trying to like move her arm into a less awkward yes position, yeah, but it just it's so it. bad. Yeah, she moves it again. It was directed yeah, yeah, by Patrick yeah, yeah. Norris, so take up your complaints with Patrick Norris. Um, Add him to the list. Add, add into the list. When he's on the pod, this will be the first thing we ask like, him. Why would you make them put their arms in those slots? <laughs> uh, we have found a point in the show where the Gossip Girl writers have gone insane, but I am still loving it at this point. Um, and also, where are they fucking? Did they like go in a park or a subway station? No, it looks station? like they went where down the stairs like, towards like the laundry area of an apartment building. <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, <laughs> Colin and Serena are sharing a cab. And Serena's like, this breaks our pack to not be alone together. Like, they've already broken their pack to stay apart. Like, I'm exhausted already. And Colin's like, can we help it if we happen to be in the same place at the same time, hailing the same cab? And it's like, like yeah, you can. Yeah. Like, and but she, she loves like, that, too. She's like, oh, interesting. That's, that's a, a fun little workaround. Yeah, great point. They're, like, flirting. And Serena has to go to the ballet with him at, tonight. And how about this for some warped logic? She's like, it's in public, so we'll be forced to restrain ourselves. Like, we all know that they We've wouldn't, this so this is a terrible idea to begin with. And Colin, as Colin says, like he knows faculty members who will be there, so he shoots that down. And Serene just can't stand the idea that they have to wait another month to hang out. Like it's a fucking month. Yeah, 
it's a but month. It's a, a fucking month without fucking. Why can't they just fuck other people for a month and then come back to each other when That's the semester's over? Yeah, yeah, agreed. Whatever. Um, Serena asks uh, if that's enough for Colin, and Colin's like, let's go away for the weekend. They they are both so bad at this. We, All we can't to go do... to a party in public, but let's go on like a couple's retreat instead. Yeah. All they needed to do was wait seven weeks or date anyone else, and that's it. And Colin's like, we'll get separate rooms so no rules are broken. And like, first of all, I'm pretty sure there should still be rules about professors and students going on weekend trips together. But they're not staying in the same room, so it's they're not they just happen to be in the same place at the same time. Totally fine. Totally fine. Now it's fine. Actually, and I could not wait to talk about this. Question: Gossip Girl understood it's a show, fiction, got that. But like, in what world? I don't know. When I went to college, like, like wherever, I don't understand why these professors, these deans, these people of authority (laughs) are so accessible (laughs) to these kids. They're at every party of theirs. They go to the same parties. They invite (laughs) the dean and the faculty to parties, and they show up to their students' house parties regularly. That was, I'm like, okay, we kind of glazed over that one. Like, oh, I saw you at Blair Waldorf's party. Why were you there, though? And it was also Rufus and Lily's anniversary party. (laughs) It was a joint effort. Why are you there? (laughs) It is so crazy. Simply just be like, no, thank you, and not go. And that's like, even part B, like part A is, why are you even inviting these people? Like, why is this okay? I never talked to a dean once in my life, in in my my at college. And... And like, secondly, we we know that uh, we know that a separate room is not keeping these two from sharing a bed. Like, they they get separate hotels in separate cities, and they would still end up sleeping together. And but Serena's packing in her head already. So uh, yeah, I, I so happy for these two. Yeah, I mean, it, it used to be about like not doing it, but now it's turned into not getting caught because that, you know it's silly. They keep moving the goalposts here, and. Serena gets out of the cab, and this is why Dan needed to physically go to campus to see Serena, because the show needs him there, so he can just happen to walk by the cab the second Serena gets out, and notice that Serena's professor is still sitting in that cab. Uh, He looks at the professor, then looks at his copy of Winner, and he's like, yep, that's the same guy, all right. That's go for broke guy. He's like, wait, you're in the book. (laughs) So... uh, (laughs) Dan changes his mind about talking to Serena and leaves. Serena also just happens to see Blair and Chuck coming out of the bushes after they just hooked up. Like, none of these characters can be discreet, and they somehow all end up in the exact same place, catching each other in the act at, at various other things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Blair and Chuck were bound to be caught by someone on the streets yeah, of New York. I mean, you can't just fuck on the streets of New York. Someone's going to take a picture you of you. You can't. Yeah, Go- Gossip Girl should be reporting on this. Yeah. Um, at least Juliet is still going strong. She's at her uh, truly gigantic laptop, and she makes a call. Uh, she needs to make an appointment with Dean Ruther right away. Uh, she has something that the dean might want to see. Uh-oh, what's that? Bum, bum, bum. Uh, Nate goes to what he thinks is Juliet Sharp's place. Uh, he tells the doorman that he's here to drop off some things for Juliet Sharp, and the guy has never heard of her. There, there's no one named Sharp in the building. Uh, Ju- Juliet Sharp's been dead for 30 years. And, I, and at least, you know, I literally wrote the same thing down, <laughs> but I said 40 years. He's like, he's like uh, Juliet hasn't lived here in the eight years he's worked here. I, I, he answers like a British actor. I feel like this actor is not British, and the actor just like made a choice to make the doorman British. <laughs> I like that. It doesn't. It didn't sound like a real British accent, but um, I guess Juliet didn't think this would ever happen. Like, how did she not think Nate would drop by after they broke up? It's a little sloppy, but uh, now Nate is catching on to Juliet, and again, all of our characters are just catching on to other characters. It's a. It's a fun dynamic. Yeah, and when, it is fun. And when you have Nate catching on to you, you fucked uh, you up. know you fucked you up. Fucked up. Those, those wheels are not usually spinning in there. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> so when when Nate catches on, some something has gone wrong. Um, 
Blair is walking in the halls. Serena grabs her, tells her what she saw, and Blair admits to slipping up a little, but it's just sex, and, and it's just a one-time thing, or maybe a five-time thing, uh, or actually she's lost count. Also, depends on what you consider sex, so uh, <laughs> Blair not doing a great job, but... Uh, how dare Serena look so judgmental right now after what she's been up to? At the very least, Chuck is not Blair's professor. I mean, I mean yes, they may role play sometimes as professor and student, but he's not really her professor in real life. <laughs> so annoying. Also, what do you think that Blair's talking about when she says it depends on what you consider sex? Like, what's what's on the fringes of sex for <laughs> for Blair? Uh, that the 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 uh, pleasuring that Chuck was doing for yeah, her. Yeah, uh, I would this say morning. it's like kind of cuts it, but not really. Yeah. Um, Blair tells her there are as many feelings between her and Chuck as there are thoughts in Nate's head. It, she doesn't actually say Nate, but she should have. Uh, she actually says Levi Johnson's head, but I'm rewriting the show to make the, to <laughs> yeah, make the jokes better. Sense. Yeah, I'm, punch, I'm punching episode, it up a little bit. It's an episode bit. full of punch-ups. Exactly. Um, so Blair says that uh, she and Chuck are just enemies with benefits and uh, points out that there's a lot of judgment coming from Serena. Uh, she calls her Elizabeth Taylor and says she's one inappropriate relationship away from the Guinness Book, which this actually might be the joke of the episode. She just calls her out. <laughs> I think is this also the conversation with the the bass that ate the canary? Um, it may be. I, I, I'm doesn't, not, doesn't I think fully it work because bass does not rhyme with cat at all. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think they, the they're at the point where they they will just put the word bass, bass. into anything. I think that's why like, it made me laugh because it just it was just so <laughs> shoved in there, shoehorned in. When they called it a uh, like a bass five hurricane or whatever, <laughs> instead of a category five hurricane. Oh, I thought they were going for class five, but I guess it would be it category. Were. It were but going for but class, that's not the terminology. Like, it's that's not what category. They, yeah, that's not the terminology. It's categories. <laughs> my my personal favorite is there's a bass on the loose and it's hungry. That was my personal <laughs> yeah, favorite well, of the episode. To... Yeah. Wrote that one down. They are they really are just including the word bass. Like so many bass puns for no reason. Um, so after Blair calls out that they're having uh, they're these lovely dates in cabs, Serena's like, oh, we happen to be going away this weekend so we can get to know each other like a normal couple while still adhering to our rules, of course. They're so but, normal. Ah, yes. Very normal couple things. Having rules you must adhere to. And I, 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 can't, I could not wait till all of this blows up in Serena's face. T- team Juliet and Ben all the way here. The only thing that's new about this is that Colin's not as bad as Serena's usual partners. She's, Agreed. She's usually the better of the two. Uh, and this guy's somewhat interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, somewhat. I mean, when you compare him to Aaron Rose and uh, disgraced cannibal Army Hammer, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, um, Blair's like, you know how you get on vacations. There, there's a reason you never get any tan lines, and it's because you have no willpower. And so, Blair claims that she does have willpower, Any, uh, on the other hand, and uh, she stopped having meaningful sex with Chuck. She can just as easily stop having meaningless sex. As a matter of fact, she's going to call Chuck right now and break things off, and she suggests Serena does the same with Colin. Uh, Blair, obviously a little bit in denial here, but, here, but much more realistic than Serena is. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're both, you know, fucking up a little bit, but I think Blair has uh, more legs to stand on than Serena does. In the past, yeah, but, I mean... Blair is Blair. Blair and Chuck are both on a bender right now for each other. Oh, they really, they they really are. Um, Nate comes to the loft. Vanessa answers, and Nate tells her that uh, Juliet doesn't actually live at her apartment and never has. And uh, I, Juliet should have gotten do- the doorman in on the ruse, like the other doorman was when when she first did this thing. Uh, she should have gotten all the doormen on the same page. But uh, <laughs> now Nate's on to her. Nate apologizes to Vanessa for not believing her because Juliet is clearly a liar. So. Unfortunately, it looks like Nate is switching sides in this war, momentarily at least. And Vanessa's just happy that someone's finally believing her. She appreciates Nate telling her. And Nate asks her if she'll figure 
help him figure out what she's hiding. And uh, Vanessa's very happy to help on the uh, secret mission that may clear her name. Yeah, she, she, no one in the entire world likes her. She might as well try and uh, get some people on her side. <laughs> exactly. Um, Dan goes to talk to Serena. Serena wants to know why he has mad face, and Dan tells her that she should know better. He also saw her in the cab. Uh, so Serena's like, wow, <laughs> literally everyone saw me in the cab today. <laughs> and, well, yeah, she stopped so fucking sticking her head out like a golden retriever. <laughs> That's what it was, yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'm in love with my Professor Colin Forrester. With her tongue out the whole winner. time. <laughs> Chapter one, going for broke. Chapter 16, reverse psychology. Don't forget it. <laughs> and so uh, Dan just asked her if she's having an affair with Colin Forrester, uh, famed author of Winner. And Serena is, she's ready to lawyer her way out of this, uh, but she replies, uh, technically he's a guest lecturer, which what? <laughs> Bull- bullshit. No, he is. He's, uh, he's filling in for the professor, so he's your professor. And she's like, it's not an affair because we, we both agreed not to do anything until after the semester's over. And she caps it off with, it's romantic. Sh- sure, Serena, very romantic. Um, and also after they just made out less fucking episode. Like, lie to yeah, yourself you, all you want, Serena. You can't do, pre- do not lie to me as the viewer. <laughs> you can't present any situation and just say, it's romantic <laughs> at the end of it and <laughs> validate it. <laughs> it's romantic. Yeah, it's so stupid. And so... Dan tells Serena what would be romantic is him actually making a sacrifice for Serena. And he tells her, uh, he's like, I would have done anything for you. So if this billionaire really cares about you, why can't he teach, quit teaching and take you out on a date? Which, okay, I hate that Dan feels the need to brag about how he would do anything for Serena. Yeah. But putting that aside, he actually makes a really <laughs> good point. I, I did not know that Colin was quite this wealthy. But yeah, how come no one else has pointed out that he can easily just not be her professor anymore if right. they really want That's to That's something that we would point out as the podcasters. So good for, good for Dan for doing that. But it is yeah. annoying that he's like, I still like love you so much, and I would do anything for you, but I don't have the power over you to do that right now. <laughs> like that's kind of weird <laughs> yeah, to say, Dan. Yeah. I'd do anything for you, Serena, just to let you know. <laughs> and Serena just like scoffs at this completely reasonable point, and Dan tells her she's worth more than a guest lecturer fee, and he gets up and leaves her. Which, yeah, he's a billionaire. He doesn't need this job if he's really this obsessed with Serena. Like, what is he doing? Yeah, I, I think he got in there a little bit, got into her brain. Got, he got under her brain indeed. And uh, Blair's already failed. She and Chuck have had sex in the limo, and uh, she points out they've come full circle. Gossip, Gossip Girl really playing their greatest hits. Going back to the limo uh, sex. Yeah. Classic. The V card. And Chuck agrees that they have to do whatever they can to end this. So Blair leaves the limo. Chuck tells Arthur that they go, need to go pick up some drinks and a shit ton of condoms because it's going to be a long day of immersion therapy. <laughs> he says, if Blair and I are going to end this, we'll have to have sex as many times as we can in the next 24 hours. And Arthur just like... <laughs> smiles like smiles he's like that's my boy chuck yeah exactly exactly. it's attaboy (laughs) Um, i'm no therapist i don't know if the science checks out on this one but uh chuck's like listen if we if we have to fuck literally nonstop for a full day then i guess we must i he he makes a comment later on that sort of makes sense like if you eat too much of one thing that you love you eventually hate it i guess that makes sense it's, it's nonstop sex to save the friendship. Right, 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 right. I just want to know statistically, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the podcast, like statistically, how many times can Chuck Bass nut in one day? Like, I <laughs> no, just want to know. Encur- you were encouraged to say that on the podcast, yeah. That's like, <laughs> we're going to fuck all day. Like, okay, how many times is that? Because yeah, right? I feel like, like, I feel like it's impossible. <laughs> I'd yeah, say he that's... has maybe eight in him. Eight? Eight, 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 that's like generous. Eight nuts. Yeah, I, that's, that's on the high side. On the yeah. high side. I, yeah, I mean, maybe some uh, performance-enhancing drugs may make their way into the equation. <laughs> yeah, at some point. yeah. 
<laughs> well, he doesn't say he needs to pick them up, but maybe uh, maybe he already has them ready to go at his place. Um, oh, he definitely yeah. needs them for sure. Yeah, oh, because for sure. sorry to interrupt, but you see the amount of liquor that kid drinks. Like no way, he's <laughs> yeah. up all day. No and, way. And he wants to pick up more. He wants to pick up more yeah. drinks. He, he might like have a hard time getting it up the first time. Honestly, a hundred percent. Exactly. Um, Dorota's dusting. Blair comes in, tells Dorota <laughs> to keep Blair, to keep Blair <laughs> away from Chuck, no matter what, for the next twenty four hours. Uh, the only way to cure her is to have a vasectomy, which I, I, this one actually works. To if you're keeping track at a. <laughs> we, we should rank the the best puns in every episode. It's going to be another segment. It's going to go on yeah, for like a half hour. See, so, some yeah. some are more heavy than other episodes. This is a particularly heavy episode on the best Very, puns. I mean, the the writer was going crazy in this one, and uh, so they have exact opposite ideas of how this is going to work. I, I would much sooner agree with Blair's plan of quitting cold turkey, although I, I've never had the problem of simply needing to have sex with someone. Uh, so. I, I I can't I really can't fill their shoes. I can't relate to them. And Dorota gives a nice great eye roll to uh, to end the scene. Yeah, I, I the best. can't fully relate he either. Really is. I, I think other people have had the problem with me, but I haven't had it back. Right. Everyone, I must fuck Brendan. <laughs> I must, <laughs> keep me away from him. Yeah. Keep me away from him. <laughs> so devilishly <laughs> handsome. <laughs> Serena bumps into Colin in the hall, and uh, she says she's been thinking about Colin, and Colin's like, think no more, because I already booked the vacation. We're leaving tomorrow morning? Well, at least I am. He's taking the 9 a.m. flight. Serena will take the 11. So he's fine with taking the same cab as Serena to Columbia, but taking the same plane is a bridge too far, which got it I there. guess if there's a paper trail and there. Maybe, I guess. Uh, well, yeah, it's because he's like, I already booked the room. Serena's room is under your own name, is under her own name. And uh, Colin always books his room under Buffett, which, what a fucking loser. Like, because of Jimmy Buffett? Fucking loser is right. I would say it's because of Warren Buffett, but maybe he's a parrot head. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> he's like, he loves the guy. <laughs> He should have said, I'm the pretty soon we'll be, we'll be having... Margaritaville. <laughs> That's pretty where they're going. We'll having... <laughs> pretty soon we'll be having our cheeseburgers in paradise. <laughs> the episode wraps with him in a Hawaiian shirt with a margarita. <laughs> and, really and a guitar. Jimmy Buffett plays the halftime show at, at the ballet. <laughs> he, he's got another video of uh, Blair singing karaoke that... Uh, <laughs> That's the whole gag for the whole season is every party, shows up, a different yeah. celebrity has a different video of Blair doing karaoke. <laughs> he shows up to the ballet in like a full tuxedo, but like flip flops. Yeah, I gotta have your And with a blender, of course. <laughs> gotta have your flops. Uh, Serena thinks that maybe the trip's a bad idea, uh, but she thinks that they also shouldn't have to wait it out. She says that they claim they want a real relationship, but neither of them is willing to make a sacrifice. And uh, Colin wants to know what changed, and Serena says that she did. So... Seems sudden, but it's about time, I guess. Uh, Serena no longer thinks it's a good idea, and she says, we both know this is just a case of bad timing. And Colin doesn't know what to say, so they he stays quiet, and uh, they awkwardly, like, go their separate ways, but, like, have to cross in front of each other. Yeah, I think he's annoyed because he doesn't really want to be with Serena, I don't, I don't think, in, in this moment. He's like, I'm having a lot of fun being secretive, and that's I think he was so hyped for this trip to play this little game with her. Yeah, I think so, too. He, could, he was really excited to assign his name as Buffett. Oh, yeah. That, that's probably the most exciting. The part. only reason he booked the trip is just so he could make that joke. <laughs> the only reason he started and dating Serena. It was, a, it, was a long, it was a long con. He planned all of this simply to book the room under Buffett. Exactly. So, so when I uh, drop off deliveries at this one particular bagel store, there's this one guy that signs for the tea, and he writes a different celebrity's name on it every time, and he just started doing this a couple weeks ago. The first one, he wrote Garrett Cole, and I didn't realize it, and he like, and I'd just be like, look, look what I wrote. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> funny. And then this last time, uh -huh. he, he wrote Elvis. 
And I was like, you really, oh, you really, whoa. you really don't know me, do you, buddy? Who's giving him? Yeah, who's giving him the intel there? <laughs> I don't know. Strange character. So Juliet and Nate have met up. Uh, Juliet's surprised that Nate called her, but Nate's like, even though we broke up, we can still be friends. Which he says it completely unconvincingly. Like he's not showing any emotion in this. And uh, he gets a text from Vanessa that she got Jay's address. She's on her way. Distract her. So Nate checks his phone, and the cover story he comes up with. Yes. Sorry, Chuck's asking where the batteries are. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's something that Chuck would never do because Juliet replies with, okay, now I know you're lying. What a strange conversation this is. It is. It, well, I thought the acting in that scene was so bad by Nate that I thought maybe, like, okay, it was just a bad performance. But okay, I, I, I think, I think the, it, yeah. it was actually a bad performance by the character. <laughs> so Chuck always, Chuck always knows where the batteries are. Now I know you're lying. I, it was it was weird. It, it was another one of those weird AI uh, scripts. Yes, yes. Nate's also an NPC now. Uh, he finally <laughs> tells Juliet that he went to her apartment, and the doorman told him that uh, she doesn't live here anymore. Uh, he actually said, uh, "Season four, episode eight. Juliet doesn't live here anymore." Is the exact? He said the title, <laughs> the exact title quote. And uh, Nate wants to know why she needs to lie about everything, and Juliet tells him it's because she doesn't want him to see where she really lives, which is the truth. Um, whether it's because she's poor or not, she definitely doesn't want Nate to see where she actually lives and Juliet goes on to say that she lives in a studio apartment she wouldn't even be able to afford that if it wasn't for her billionaire cousin who pays her rent and tuition and the rest of the stuff she scrapes together um are just return and she shows the tag of her dress or whatever she's wearing uh she's like uh yeah my shirt is is uh gonna be returned to, pr- to prove that and uh Juliet's big secret is that she's poor she she has a billionaire cousin and she can't even afford uh clothes apparently I, I mean Again, good that he's paying for her tuition, but he could probably do a little bit more. I mean, once Nate finds this out, he should have just got up and walked away. Like, poor? <laughs> okay. Let me get the hell out yeah, of here. excuse you. We we oh. hate poor people on this show. Yeah, exactly. Get no, out. Nate's Nate's poor, we had, get out. We hate poors and we Nate's hate Southern it's, people. It's, uh, <laughs> yes. We hate the rednecks from uh, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, Nate, uh, I mean... He says, like, it's not a big deal. Like, obviously, this is the yeah, right no, to go yeah. when dealing with nice guy Nate. Uh you know, Juliet's like, I would have never been Keymaster if everyone knew uh, that I rode the Metro North. And she implies that Nate wouldn't have wanted to date her if she knew that she lived above a bodega with Ikea furniture. And Nate's like, listen, I never went to jail, so I had nothing. I, I know what it's like. And uh, he also uses this to, you know, he, he uses it to relate to the lower class a lot. He's like, my dad went to jail for fraud. I'm just like you. <laughs> he slept on like the floor of an abandoned building for a week. Yeah, celebrities they're just like us they're just like exactly. us also I just want to point um, out quickly that this episode title actually has something to do with the plot this is a, yeah yeah they, how about that they may be pretty niche titles but maybe they're maybe they're getting better who knows uh, we'll see we'll keep I have something right? to point out as well the product placement on this episode amazing what, there's what so much product, product placement well they had run the runway oh, run the runway I saw that too like yeah yes. crazy thing I did pick up on a few others but my favorite part is how it shows her like putting, I don't remember if it was this episode or one before, but it shows her like reapplying the tags to her clothes. But then mm-hmm. she's sitting with Nate and she's like, look, my clothes still have tags on them. I'm like, oh, but you right. already showed us that you have the little machine to put the tags back on. So why are your tags on? Well, that's a good move. That's a good move. That's ah. a good move by Juliet. Um, I, yeah, I, I did not uh, notice that, but um, Juliet apologized to lying to him, but uh, she was ashamed. Uh, I mean, you know, she's at the very least. I mean, she may be, 
not have that much money as everyone else does, but she's at least exaggerating this, but she, you know, she's winning me over. She yeah. tells Nate that the reason she broke it off was because she didn't want to get too close, but she still likes him. And uh, Juliet goes to get going, but Nate tells her to wait. He's like, listen, you finally told me the truth, and I'm a big believer in second chances. So he invites her to the big ballet tonight for the event of the week. And Juliet happily accepts, thanks Nate for understanding. And uh, she better hope that Brother Ben doesn't find out, or, or Captain Howie may end up dead. <laughs> That's true. I forgot that the, he found out that they were hanging out. Captain and he Howie! Tried to I, told you to, fuck I told you to stop fucking Nate! <laughs> Captain Howie, you're going down. Wake up when he, Juliet's going to wake up with the captain's head in her bed. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a rent the runway box. <laughs> yes. What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> uh, Vanessa did not get the memo that Juliet's cool again. So she breaks into Juliet's apartment somehow and starts snooping around. She, she's looking around like, uh, damn, Juliet's poor e- even compared to me. And <laughs> she gets a text from Nate. Call it off. Got the truth. Talk later. Nate. It absolutely kills me that Nate signs his text with Nate, even though, of course, it says that she got a text from Nate. My, my like friend, one of those 50-year-old uh, men. My friend Christine's grandma does this, too. Like, hey, Christine, yeah, it's, it's your grandma. grandma. <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking know. <laughs> Um, Juliet goes to leave, but she decides to take a look at Juliet's giant computer first, and she sees the pictures of Serena and Colin smooching, and, uh, you know, that makes her smile. And I feel like Juliet is pretty lucky that she doesn't still have her Serena murder board hanging up. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. I forgot about that. I, yeah, I, I don't also. know when she found time to take it down, but... <laughs> Vanessa, she, I mean, it would have been funny if Vanessa turns around, she sees that whole thing, and she's like, what the fuck is going on And she's here? like, my girl. And then she like, wants to be friends even more. Yeah. The murder I, love, I love this bitch. <laughs> oh, this is insane. Like, Nate tells her to call it off, and it's, it's honestly insane that she's breaking in the first place, and then she's like, you know what? While I'm here, let, let me do her shit. How'd she get in? Juliet can't afford locks? I think she says something about it later. Like, you need, yeah, you need I think she locks. makes a comment about like the cheap doorman or something like that. Like, oh, she probably gave right, him a couple right. bucks. Or she fucked the doorman. <laughs> Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a cheap date. You're you're just a doorman, doorman. That's it. Lear's in a bubble bath. There are too many candles surrounding her, if you ask me. And uh, yeah. we see that she has 30 missed calls Very from Chuck. Day. She's ignored all of them. And she calls for Dorota, but in comes Serena instead wearing a, a fancy robe-like thing. Uh, I I really thought this was going to be the scene that they finally get together. Well, no, honestly, I thought this was going to be the same scene as last time when Serena comes in and then Chuck, after Serena leaves, pops up from the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so funny. He's in scuba gear. <laughs> Blair is like, I need to stay away from Chuck. I need to not be horny at all. And she like draws herself this like very romantic bubble bath with like candles and desserts, and she's like, this'll do it for me. I'm like, in what world? What are you doing? <laughs> no way. Blair admits that it's a little harder to chuck chuck than she thought, and uh, she wonders if she needs sex rehab, but like, like I said last week, I think she's talking to the person who actually needs sex rehab, and Serena tells Blair that she will get through this because Serena, she she overcame her obstacles today, so of course she has to tell everyone about it. She, she's very proud <laughs> that she showed a little bit of willpower and called things off with a man for once. Yeah, and I thought like it was her idea. Right, exactly. And Blair is so impressed with Serena and says that for once she's thinking with her brain and not her, uh, and then she trails off. And Serena interrupts her by offering her a macaroon, and the weird runner with the macaroon starts here. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think she's going to say instead of when she, like, trailed off? Uh, pussy. Nice. I was hoping you'd say pussy. <laughs> Survey says pussy. Come for an answer on the board. Steve Harvey with a, just, like, a gape face. Like, <laughs> 
Uh, Serena tells Blair that if Colin wanted to be with her, then he would uh, just drop the class since he doesn't need it anyway. Uh, again, <laughs> she's saying this as if she's the one who came up with it. And Blair is so supportive. She replies, you are Serena Vanderwoodson. You deserve a guy, or a girl, obviously, uh, who would move mountains to be with you if he had to. And Serena tells Blair, and you're Blair Waldorf. Fortitude is your talent. Stay strong. I'll see you at the Blair at the ballet. As Blair is just eating her macaroon and staring and nodding at Serena. Still can't believe that uh, Serena didn't attempt to get in the tub or anything. Really thought that's where this was headed. I thought so, too. And, uh, and Chuck calls again for the 31st missed call. I, honestly, I think that macaroon gave Blair more of an orgasm than Chuck ever has. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah. That Looks like she was really enjoying that macaroon. Are you guys fans of uh, a macaroon? I'm a fan of saying macaroon. I don't think I've ever eaten one. I don't think I have either. They're good. I, they're uh, they're not my we're treat so of choice. Uncultured, but they're uh they're expensive <laughs> and they're small. I'm uh, not a dessert person. No, I'm so also not me, a dessert I'm like, person. Yeah. It's also macaroons, say, uh, which are like the coconut version. Right, they're different things, but they have very close to the same name. Very, and they look the same. A little. Bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I I famous. My motto is famously, uh, "Why get dessert when you can have a second dinner?" I like that. I think Captain Holt of Brooklyn and I would agree with you. Yeah, I feel I mean, like my it, motto is like I prefer to drink my dessert. If I'm being honest, so I like that. So you're, you're talking like milkshakes, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brandon, of course. You fucking, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> what, what do you think I'm talking about? Uh, Juliet and Colin here. Juliet says that she took Colin's advice. She's cutting off contact with Ben because of uh, this guy, Nate, that she likes, uh, that Ben had told her to break things off with. And Nate wants to try again, and she uh, can't say no to a second chance. So it seems like she's she's ready to give up on Ben. Uh, th- does this mean that she's also dropping the whole uh, fuck up Serena's life thing? Like, she just wants to be Nate's girlfriend now, which, what a switch up, if true. I, I guess Ben was right to be concerned about Nate. Yeah, I, I think her conversation with Colin and then now Nate, she's like, you know what? I love Nate, and I am just ready to ditch my brother. And so let's let's start to be normal. But then yeah, here comes I, Vanessa. <laughs> exactly. She still has, knows about the pictures, so that's, that's going to be a problem. But Juliet is remembering how Ben was before prison. He was optimistic and idealistic. Uh, the day he became a teacher was the happiest day of his life. So we get a little bit of information she, there. We get a, He's a teacher. Yes. That does nothing for yes, us. Yes, we're getting little, yeah, little bits and pieces. Uh, and she still sees him like that. And Colin tells her that Ben isn't that person anymore. He's a 26-year-old convict who still hasn't taken responsibility for his actions. So we are learning a lot about Ben. Uh, not about why he's in prison yet, but uh, Juliet Juliet says she didn't want to accept it, but now she has to, and she's going to stop talking to Ben for her own good. And she says, sometimes you have to let things go so there's room for better things to come into your life. And Colin's like, wow, well put. And Juliet's like, um, you wrote those words in Winter Chapter 3, which everyone on this show has read. Like, he's a fraud. He definitely didn't even write his own book. He didn't remember his own quote. <laughs> That's a good point. Hey, I wrote it. That's it. <laughs> Add him so, to the robot list. Exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, I did write that, didn't I? Um, Chuck just appears in Blair's bed. Blair is startled and asks what he's doing here, and jump Chuck jumps out of bed wearing some kind of robe. What on earth is he wearing? The the juxtaposition of the deathly serious look on Chuck's face as he leaps out of bed and the completely <laughs> unserious robe he's wearing made me laugh out loud. Oh, yeah. Another great Chuck outfit. The, this episode has multiple laugh out loud moments, <laughs> and I can't tell for the life of me if they're intentional or not. I, th- I, I think they kind of are. But maybe not There's for the same reasons as, as yeah, some, a little bit, maybe. Once again, Chuck seems as if he's been possessed in this episode or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as we're talking now, I'm staring at the 
Planet Claire quotes Link, and like the thumbnail for that is just Chuck menacingly yeah, looking at Blair. Yes, uh, Blair tells him that she's going to scream if he gets any closer, and he goes, "You better believe you will." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chuck is ready to start immersion therapy, but Blair is like, "No, no, no, this is a detox." Uh, Chuck doesn't see the fun in that. Um, it looks like he's about to make his move, but Dorota screams, no, and comes to the rescue. Uh, she tells her that Professor Forrester is here downstairs, and Blair says that uh, he's her date to the ballet. Um, and uh, so when Blair leaves, Chuck gives Dorota, like, a little bit of a death glare. It made me mad at him for that. But Dorota tells him, KGB can't get me to talk. Chuck Bass has no chance, which is incredible. We we need the <laughs> Dorota prequel series. We really, really do. This is amazing. Um, also, this got to be a little bit awkward for I know she's been dealing with this for a long time with Blair, but it's got to be awkward to literally come between Blair having sex with Chuck. Like, don't... Like, she's pretty much her daughter. Like, hey, don't fuck my daughter. Right. <laughs> like, it's, it's just a weird scenario. Yeah, that... that uh, <laughs> That's going to be the name of the uh, Dorota spinoff. Don't, don't fuck, fuck my, my daughter. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan gets a call from Serena. She tells Dan she ended it with Colin, and Dan replies... Oh, you did? That's terrible. In perhaps the most cheerful voice that I've ever heard him use. And Serena uh, asks Dan how he feels about ballet and tells him to meet her at Lincoln Center. It is she amazing sucks. how they're going to get... She's an idiot. She's no, a... no, yeah. So annoying. They're both idiots. Uh, it's amazing how they're going to get every character to go to ballet in this episode. But my, my, what I'm annoyed about is that she immediately drops... What, what she drops this guy like well uh-uh. now i gotta go i gotta go fuck dan like i, I can't yeah, be alone I, for one single second can't go to the ballet by myself i have to I have to bring, and it's I have not to just like bring a date i think she just is fully intending on like well now dan's my guy like she she has to yeah. have someone on the horizon at all times just yeah, relax I can't just relax that, that dan and nate are still putting up with her at this and, and still like wanting to go after her still well I, I'm, I'm glad that nate calls her out for this like not in front of her but like talks to dan later on it's like hey man like don't hold, don't have your hopes up for her because she does this yes. to us constantly. So good, at least Nate's a little bit. A in great tune scene with this for game. Nate coming up with that. Yeah, so we we will get to that. Uh, Blair comes downstairs. Colin asks if Serena is there, and she isn't. But he tells Blair that he called the dean and told her that he is done teaching at Columbia. And Blair's like, "Wow, just when I had written you off, actually, I wrote you off three weeks ago, uh, which was fun." <laughs> yeah. And Blair is happy to tell Colin that he's going to be her date to the ballet tonight. And. Uh, Blair tells Colin, this is when Blair tells Colin that there's a bass on the loose and it's hungry. Um, this shouldn't make any sense to Colin. Colin should be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and, then, and then to make things weirder, she's like, there's a bass on the loose and it's hungry. And then she says, actually, so am I. And she takes another macaroon out of her bag and takes a bite. Why is Blair all of a sudden so obsessed with macaroons? <laughs> if there's like a brand of macaroons, then it would make sense as product placement. But this is just for general macaroons. General Macaroon reporting for duty. Uh, <laughs> it's cream. like the writers are making bets with each other. It's like I don't know. Put the, I bet you can't get macaroons the in the episode. Random, somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Juliet returns home and sees Vanessa just sitting in her chair. Uh, I, I guess now that Juliet or Vanessa has some dirt on Juliet, she feels comfortable being like, "Yeah, I broke in." It's kind of like the most badass Vanessa has ever been. <laughs> I guess so. Can you imagine you came home and Vanessa was sitting in her chair. I'd probably punch her in the face. Yeah, I'd jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? You keep it. Keep the place. I'm out of here. <laughs> keep, keep Burn it. <laughs> Vanessa does. <laughs> Juliet doesn't live here anymore. Vanessa does. That's what they <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, 
Vanessa reveals how she found her address, tells her she should move to a safer neighborhood. And um, Vanessa tells Juliet she was looking for something that could prove to everyone what a crazy bitch she is. And mission accomplished, she shows Juliet the drive with the pictures on it. And Juliet starts to apologize, but Vanessa interrupts and says she's sorry for not believing her that, that Serena sent the email. A another stroke of amazing luck for Juliet. Yes, she keeps. She's been running into this ever since she got on the show. Honestly, yeah, everything's falling Vanessa's to her like, lap. yeah, Vanessa's like, you were right. Uh, Serena's trading sex for grades all along. Um, it feels like oh, it's a little bit of a leap in logic. Like she sees Serena kissing a professor, which is bad, but she's like, that means she's she's trading sex for grades with every professor. <laughs> yeah, I think she just hates Serena so much that she's willing to just like, yeah. kind of slap oh, her yeah. name now. She's willing to make those leaps in logic. And uh, Juliet's secret is safe with Vanessa because she's far more interested in taking down Serena. But Juliet says she has no plans to show the pictures to anyone. And Vanessa's like, why not? You have everything you need to destroy Serena and vindicate me. Which, where did this Vanessa, this, this side of Vanessa come from again? Like, it looks like Vanessa is about to play the game again. The, the game of the Upper East Siders. And if we know one thing about Vanessa, it's that she sucks at playing dirty. So this should be good. Yeah, and she also loves to shame them for playing this way. Yes. And then she'll exactly. go and do it. Um, Juliet says she's no longer interested in taking down Serena and that she's going to delete those photos. But uh, Vanessa can't believe that Juliet is choosing now to make a change. Uh, Juliet tells her she had to make a choice, so she chose. And Vanessa's like, fine. She still has that drive in her hand. And uh, I, I, you got to assume that it has the pictures on them. You got to assume. You got to. You got to. Um, we are at the event of the week. And one of my, I mean, this probably meant nothing to you guys, but one of my favorite songs in Gossip Girl history is playing down by the water by the drums I, I learned this song from gossip girl and i've been obsessed with it ever since it, it is so good I, do you have any recollection of what song was playing in the scene i don't think i do you want to sing us a little ditty yeah <clears throat> so uh it starts with uh it goes with the little riff it's like um dum 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 right and then it goes okay if you fall asleep down by the water Baby, I'll carry you all the way home. And uh, I'm bopping along. The lead singer, but I don't think I yeah, really recognize it. The lead singer kind of looks like you a little bit, brother. Really? That's why I like it so much. The yeah, great song. It really is. And, and so, uh, more on that later. But Dan shows up and is looking for Serena. He spots her and he starts to smile a little bit. Uh, Serena looking around. It looks like she's looking for Dan as well. And Nate's like, oh, hey, Dan, you're here. I'm guessing you're Serena's date. And it's getting kind of tense because Dan's like, yeah, like you were last week. And then Ooh. nice guy yeah, nice guy Nate actually tells Dan that Serena's probably just using you to make Colin jealous, just like she used Nate last week. And Dan informs Nate that actually she and Colin broke up. As we see, Blair and Colin coming up to Serena, and Serena asks Blair why she brought Colin as her date, and Blair tells her, actually, he's your date, which, okay, I'm fed up with Serena a lot, but this was actually pretty bad luck. Like, she was looking for Dan, and Blair just foisted this guy yeah. onto her for no reason. It is, but I, I know. And also, uh, before we get there, Dan has been so catty about the whole Serena situation. He all season has. Long with, with Nate. It's very rude, and, and Nate does not deserve that kind of attitude. No, and I'm glad he does. Like he, he's like, kind of stands up for himself. What uh, first? Colin approaches Serena. Dan and Nate are watching it happen, and Nate says, "I think the coldest thing he's ever said in the history of the show for him." He he doesn't even look at Dan. He stares straight ahead, and just matter of factly says. Sorry, man. You shouldn't have thought you were any different. Which, whew, holy Oof. shit, that, that was brutal. Got him. Fucking got him. It's just so well, effective. Dan also like, shouldn't have been he was standing there for like 10 minutes just looking at her. <laughs> if he moved a little faster, he could have had it. Just weirdly smiling. <laughs> he really was. Yeah, like, not only does it, like, 
Dan is watching this happen, and not only does what Nate say, like, bring him back down to Earth, but also just, like, completely insults him at the same time. It, it's just so good. And uh, Colin tells Serena he resigned from Columbia because he wants to be with her. Serena can't believe it. Uh, Colin can't believe it took him so long. And uh, I can't believe I've made it through this scene without throwing up yet. Yeah. So what do you think? If Dan walked over there and met up with Serena and they were, like, about to start the date, and then Colin comes over to them, do you think he explains this and then Serena's like, all right, Dan, we'll, we'll move along. <laughs> <laughs> like what do you think? I happens? think she. I think she does. Yeah, I think she does the thing where she's like, ah, I can't choose. Yeah, probably. She just like stares into the distance and yeah. doesn't actually say words. And she jumps into the yes. mountain. <laughs> but at we least she a... looks good while doing it. You know, she does exactly. Great. We probably end on a cliffhanger, and the next episode we find out that she still hasn't talked talked to either of them in a week. <laughs> she hasn't That's... spoken at all. She took a vow of silence. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the most frustrating uh, things about the show. Is I was hoping to love Serena because Blake Lively is. She can she continues to get more beautiful every se- single season. I guess like as she ages and stops being seventeen or whatever. Um, <laughs> but she looks so good, and and I love all her weird outfits. Like all the ones that people hate, I love. I think she looks fantastic pretty much every episode as of late, and she just annoys the shit out of me. Like can't she look yes. good and be good too? But good, be good. That should in be the particular motto. at the ballet that was top. Yeah, that's like one of my favorite so Serena dresses outfits ever. Gorgeous. Well, uh, Colin probably agrees because Colin and Serena kiss and Dan just watches it happen, which this is so shitty. And it's actually where I draw the line here. Like Serena should tell Colin right away. She's like, actually, I'm on a date with someone else because from Dan's point of view, Serena invited him to be her date to a place he didn't really want to go. Right. Just so she could make out with another guy in front of him. Knowing that Dan has been trying to get with her recently and like knowing exactly. that they have history. From Dan's point of view, this was the worst prank of all time. Yeah. Like, hey, Dan, watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dan is, is understandably devastated. And so I remember when I was watching the music video of Down by the Water on, on YouTube, uh, and to remind everyone, it goes like, a, if you fall asleep down by the water, and the rest. And uh, the, the top comment was, like this if you're here because you just watched Dan being heartbroken at Serena kissing Colin or, or something like that. It was almost the first time I liked a YouTube wow. comment. That's funny. Like, this is why I'm here. That's exactly why. How do they know? <laughs> YouTube commenters just get me. And so... Uh, Serena finishes kissing, and dance, and like she sees Dan staring at her, so he just rolls his eyes. And, and, and she just like away. does she look at him and just like shrug, like, "Well, sorry." She's like, "Sorry." Hey. She's like, "Sorry, <laughs> sorry." <laughs> um, Chuck approaches Blair, and Chuck tells her that uh, they need to bang right now, and that Colin isn't her date; he's a distraction. Uh, he, he seemingly starts to like try to hypnotize Blair. He's like, "Give in to your desires, your needs. Let's finish this the right way." <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Blair wasn't like, I will give in to my desires. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Blair tells Chuck that actually he's the distraction. Uh, Chuck is confused. So Blair just steals Serena's story. And she's like, yeah, we promise not to date until class is over, but it's so hard. Uh, so I, I've been fucking you instead. Um, and Chuck's like, yeah, n- nice, nice try. But I'll be I'll be waiting in the telephone booth. See you in five. <laughs> They're going to do it in the telephone booth. And then Chuck ch- takes off his jacket. He's wearing a Superman outfit. <laughs> 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 um, Nate gives Vanessa a drink and he's like uh, heads up but Serena's here and so is the whole gang uh, once I, I, I am like legitimately impressed that the writers were able to get everyone here at the ballet and it makes <laughs> that, sense that's the hardest part of, of the show about writing it it really is they all shouldn't be at the ballet. Like, it's absurd. But they, here they all are. And Vanessa tells Nate that the only person she's actually here to see is Dean Ruther. Uh, this couldn't wait until class on Monday <laughs> he has to interrupt <laughs> the Dean's trip it's to the just, ballet it is really this. so funny because as they're about to tap her on the shoulder i'm like thinking about what the, the dean's about to say like what she does say is like 
can I just fucking enjoy my night? Why are you tattling on each other for? Like, I was thinking this. Like, they're they're going to bother this poor woman? And they do. Really, she really is like a character out of Always Sunny, where she's like, these fuckers again? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And... Nate's, Nate's a little slow to pick up on what's going on, of course. Uh, and he's like, he's like, everyone your own age deserted you, so you're befriending the Dean now? And I love like, that Man. so much. That was so good. Because <laughs> that's kind of true. Nessa um, tells Nate that Juliet was right about Serena because she found pictures of her and Colin Forrester at Juliet's apartment. Uh, Nate confused, of course. And Vanessa tells him that everyone will know the truth. And Nate tells her not to do this. And Vanessa's like, why? For Serena? Sorry, Nate. And she walks away like a total bitch. And, and I actually mean that in a good way. Like, um, yeah. I, again, I, I think I like Vanessa more in this episode than I usually do. I still don't like her, to be clear. But I, I think at least she's trying to do something here. Uh, the only thing she does wrong here, she shouldn't have told Nate, obviously, but I guess she thought she could trust him. But uh, Nate is historically close with Serena. Yeah. I, I think what also bothers me about her is that she's just very misguided in what she's trying to do. Like, well, I, I guess she's she is trying to clear her own name, which is fair. But she's trying to yes. take the wrong people down in order to do it. Um, Serena's chasing after Dan. Uh, Dan's like, tell me something, Serena. How far down the list did you get before you called me to be your date? I, I mean, obviously you couldn't Ooh. come with Colin since he's your professor. And Nate was last week's beard. So what does that make me? Bachelor number three? Which, yeah, I mean, Dan's been been annoying and Fair. self-righteous lately. But this one feels a little justified. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with him. So Serena says she didn't know Colin was coming and also that he quit his job to be with her. And does Serena think that Dan should be happy for her? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you didn't know he was available for you. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know my didn't best know option was coming, was and also that uh, he quit his job to be with me. Why don't you quit your job to be with me? And then she'd be like, "This was my idea. This is. <laughs> I would have never done this if I didn't suggest it to you." <laughs> so he should really be kicking himself. Yeah, uh, Dan asks. So now what? And Serena can't answer. So Dan walks away as he should. Uh, Vanessa finds Dean Ruther. And Juliet arrives before Vanessa can tell her anything. We, we get another Academy Award-winning performance from Juliet. She's like, Vanessa Abrams, is that you? And she's like, oh, my God, I haven't seen Vanessa since since Exeter. And the dean's like, okay, no problem. And she just leaves. And Vanessa doesn't say wait or tries to stop her or anything. She just walks away with Juliet. And Juliet is like, what the fuck are you doing, Vanessa? And Vanessa tells her that she kept her memory card. Uh, Vanessa is showing all her cards to Juliet now. She says that she spent three years losing anything and everything to Serena, and she is over it, which this seems like some Dan jealousy is mixing into the equation here. Yeah, and now that seems to be like the only motivating force. (laughs) It's just the jealousy now. Yeah, that seems to be what it is. She's like, she stole everything from me for three years, which is mostly just Dan. And she turns around, she'll see that Dan's not with Serena right now. There's another guy with her, so just... Yeah. Enough. So go get your man. Yeah. And Vanessa tells Juliet there's obviously a reason she took those photos. And Juliet says there was, but she had a change of heart. And she looks over at Nate. And Vanessa replies that if she's doing this for Nate, then there's something she should know. And she tells Juliet all about Nate setting her up. And again, I have no idea where this side of Vanessa came I, from. Honestly, that's but a real Jenny move right there. Yeah, she's kind of killing it all of a sudden. Maybe the thing is, okay. Vanessa looks like an amateur when it comes to going against Blair and Chuck, but she's had enough experience with them that she can go toe-to-toe with Juliet. It's like it's like taking the donut off your bat after the practice swings. <laughs> I, <but> Juliet's <laughs> usually pretty good, though. I, I don't, maybe she's just been around for too long where she's starting to... She's actually she's getting soft, so maybe that's why she's... She can, yeah, she can be good, but she's inconsistent. Yeah, like, she came out hot, and she's been getting worse now, and Vanessa shows her the text from Nate, explains that Nate kept her occupied while she searched the apartment, and also told Nate about the photos, and she's pretty sure that Nate is filling in Blair right now. And uh, then, you know, you probably shouldn't have shown him, Vanessa, because, you know, even the episode I'm trying to give her credit for, she still uh, has fucked up. Yeah, she's vanessa it. 
she has Vanessa'd it. And Vanessa gives her clo- little closing speech. She's like, face it, at the end of the day, you're an outsider just like me. And if it's ever between one of us and Serena Vanderwoodson, they will always choose Serena. Honestly, it seems like Vanessa's just like happy she gets to call someone else the outsider for a change, but yeah, she gets it is to call her poor, because... gets to call her an outsider. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> someone else just like her. It's like I'm above someone. Um, Juliet, Juliet, it's effective because Juliet takes the memory card, marches straight back up to Dean Ruther to show her the pictures. And again, I, I can't believe this side of Vanessa came out of nowhere, but she actually manipulated Juliet to do this. I, it's it's working. I, I I don't love it, but it's working. <laughs> um. Juliet, Vanessa, and Dean Ruther. Juliet has proof that Vanessa uh, that Serena is having an affair with her professor. Uh, v- like again, Vanessa got just got Juliet to betray her cousin, the man who is paying her rent and tuition, just because of how much Serena sucks. Yeah, when you put it that way, that is pretty insane. Dean Ruther's not having it though. She's like, Jesus Christ, this again. On the one day I get to enjoy myself. Yeah. Poor Dean Ruther just wants to enjoy the ballet, and uh, it just sounds like like nonsense gossip though. It does. And Blair and Nate come over, and Blair asks the dean for a moment, and the dean's like, oh, my God, of course you're involved in this. <laughs> Juliet insists she's not lying, and then Serena and Colin come over. Colin asks what's going on, and Juliet's like, oh, it concerns you because you're the one in the photos with Serena. And the dean asks if that's why he res- resigned his position. Um, Colin should say it's none of her business, and he does kind of say that. He- he's like, it's true that I resigned because I'm fucking a student, but it's no, one bus- no one's business who that student is. All that matters is that the responsibility is his, and he took it by leaving his post. And uh, the dean's like, okay, that, that's cute, but if that student is under suspicion of trading sex for grades in the past, we may need to examine the situation, which, I don't know. I, I think if that is the case of what's going on, that, that more of an emphasis should be placed on the professors actually entertaining the idea of, of uh, exchanging sex for grades, but okay, yeah, let's just blame sure. Serena. Also, it's, it's also embarrassing that Colin's involved in this whole scene here like look at yourself you're, you're a billionaire yeah. who has this best-selling book and now you're <laughs> kind of like in the middle of this tattletale circle with the dean of the school you used to work at chapter 17 dealing with blair waldorf <laughs> <laughs> so juliet hands the dean the memory card tells her to look as closely as she wants and blair intercepts it and is like oh let me help you with that and immediately drops the memory card into her drink simple and just goes, easy fix amazing fucking amazing. <laughs> incredible um, chef's kiss <laughs> yeah, it's it's so simple yet so effective. And Blair's like, you didn't want to look at those photos anyway because it was not Serena in them. It was me. And Serena tells Blair she doesn't have to do this. But Blair's like, why would I jeopardize my college career by lying? So she tells Dean Ruther to fire Colin. But, oh, wait, she can't because he already quit. So let's just enjoy the ballet. And now Chuck shows up and he decides he needs to get involved. So he's like, let, <laughs> let me just say something. Like, gather around, everyone. <laughs> I can fully corroborate Ms. Waldorf's story. She was indeed having an affair with Professor Forrester. I know this because I get tabs on everyone Blair sees and talks to due to my insatiable jealousy. Uh, <laughs> though she did say something to the effect that he didn't quite satisfy her like I used to. And Blair confirms that it's true. This is just so funny. Monologue of the episode. It's so funny. It's, <laughs> due to it's my insatiable insane. jealousy. I love that they all are just torturing Dean Ruther every episode at this point. This is seriously one of my favorite scenes in It's really like, great. Yeah, every time she's had enough of it, another person comes out of the woodworks to give their piece. Yes, everyone keeps coming up in this scene, and I—I <laughs> I was waiting for Rufus to come up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same thought process. <laughs> like, have you had my stinky chili? <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave I gave it to Dorota earlier, and she was quote unquote dusting. I mentioned that Vanessa finally got good enough to go toe-to-toe with Juliet, but as Vanessa mentioned, Juliet is an outsider. She is 
nothing compared to the non-judgmental breakfast club and they all got together for this one to rally around serena and completely yeah. body vanessa and juliet to make them look fucking silly i mean when and they use their powers together it's just they really are unstoppable yeah it's outstanding they're they so all know great. their they all know their roles Juliet claims that they're just protecting each other, and Vanessa adds that this is what they always do. And then we have Dean Ruther with a total blindside for joke of the episode. My, my official call for joke of the episode. She just turns to Vanessa and says, I'm sorry, who are you? Yes, I wrote that, that's exactly what I wrote down for joke of the episode as well. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> she doesn't know who Vanessa is. Why would she? And, and, and she literally started the entire conversation. <laughs> yes. And the Dean tells Juliet that with no proof, she can't tell who's telling the truth. Uh, she says she hates tattletales as much as she hates young women who use their sexuality to further their academic careers. So she's going to go see the ballet. Th those are the two things she can't stand, apparently. Uh, tattletales and young women who f use their sexuality to further their Nothing academic worse. careers. But, Big like there, there are worse things to, you know, besides <laughs> yeah. that. Power to you, Dean Ruther. Dean Ruther leaves. Blair looks so pleased. Vanessa and Juliet can't believe what just happened. And uh, Colin has no idea what the fuck just happened. Basically, am I, am I good? <laughs> am I safe? Am I good? <laughs> Can we leave? Um, Juliet storms out to talk to Juliet, and uh, or Colin storms outside to talk to Juliet. He he knows he says he knew that Ben would eventually turn her against him, but it really wasn't Ben. It was Vanessa that turned her against him. <laughs> and Juliet tells him she never meant to hurt him. But Colin lets her know that the only person she hurt is herself because she is completely cut off. And I mean, she she had to see that it's coming. Yeah, it, I it love Juliet's reaction though. She's like, "What do you mean I'm cut off? Like you tried to ruin the man's career?" Yeah, he's, and he's friendly. So like, what the hell is dead. wrong with you? This, this would be the repercussions. Yeah, so it, it doesn't end there. the The entire non-judgmental Breakfast Club walks up to her, and Serena just goes, "Now it's our, now it's our turn." And I, I wish that someone else had said that line because I don't like Serena getting all the satisfaction because uh, <laughs> she's she's yeah. still an idiot and she's super yeah, lucky all really friends help. have her back like yeah. they do. Yeah. Uh, Chuck tells Juliet that her obsession with Serena has grown tiresome. Blair tells her it's not okay for her to be a single white trash female. And Juliet pleads with Nate that he knows this isn't her. But Nate wants to know why he should ever believe her again. It is all coming crumbling down now as Serena lists all the things Juliet has tried to sabotage in her life. Uh, like, the whole operation that Juliet has worked so hard on is now falling apart all because she fell for Nate and and let Vanessa talk her into doing something yeah. impulsive. It's it's just so... And like, she's about to throw it all away and just be like, you know what, I'll just date Nate and be friends with all these people. And then Vanessa yeah. <laughs> stole it. And then Vanessa her. came up and ruined everything again. It's just so satisfying to watch. And Chuck just simply says... You failed every time, and now it's time for you to go. And he's talking about Columbia. That's right. The crew is going to perform another banishment and force Juliet to leave her <laughs> Ivy League school and presumably go live in Hudson with Jenny's mom. Our <laughs> second banishment of the show. There's yes. more to come. <laughs> more to come. Single white trash female is my favorite. That was good. <laughs> and I like that was my line of the show. Blair kind of plays the single white female in, a, in The Roommate, the movie that we covered in between seasons. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Chuck tells her that if they ever see her again, there will, there will be consequences, and Blair throws in, and we're really good at pay wet back. I feel like, because um, I, I think this is all really good. Like there, like I said, there was some leftover like silliness in the first half of the episode, but it's really coming together well. I feel like the writer from two episodes ago like took the reins back and was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck happened last <laughs> week? All right, uh, let me try to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me get back to the roots of this. Let's get back on track here. Um, Colin and Serena, Serena in the limo. Colin is apologizing, and Serena, of course, just blames it all on crazy Juliet and how she was always so jealous of Serena. And Serena doesn't understand how she could do this to Colin, though, because they're family and she owes him a lot. 
Colin tells her it makes more sense than he'd like it to. Uh, their family history is pretty complicated, and Colin will never understand how easy it is for some people to throw away everything just to settle a score. Uh, Colin is clearly new to the Upper East Side, as Serena points out. Like, this, this is what it's all That's about. That's kind of the whole thing, yeah. Yes. Colin is willing to take his chances if Serena is, but Serena all of a sudden seems hesitant. She says uh, when she met him, she was running from someone and she ran to him and she apologizes for making him quit teaching. And he just laughs it off and says he was never any good at teaching. Like, what the hell so is going never on? Mattered? So, Serena all of a sudden doesn't want to date him anymore? The game's over. That Colin has, That's it. It's not now fun that anymore. Colin has served his purpose in the Juliet storyline, Serena is just going to say bye to him? Like, all of a sudden, she doesn't want to have sex with him every time she sees him now that he's not her professor? What is wrong with her? <laughs> she waited until after he quit? And he doesn't even care? <laughs> I, was, I, what's, I was like, wait, they're saying goodbye? I was I was so I was so confused. I thought like, I thought that she was just yeah. like getting dropped off to go home. Like, all right, let's start that. Let's go on that trip tomorrow. But she was saying goodbye forever. <laughs> yeah, she, she's like, well, I I didn't really think you were gonna quit. Now that you have, it's kind of like, uh, do I really want to be with you? <laughs> like, what? And Colin no, just laughs it off. He's like, <laughs> like yeah, I yeah. figured this is coming. I didn't want to teach anyway. All right, see you later. Like, I, I guess Serena just has a teacher fetish. It must be Colin. Like, no, it's like a it's like a. It's a thing, like, she has to be into unattainable men. Like, right, it, yeah, yeah. She, she's, these are these men that, that are going to, like, Well, Dan's too available. Dan and Nate were both available, yeah. and it didn't work out. Ah. These guys are going to sidetrack their whole lives for her, like, and then once that happens, Serena's like, okay, bye. And it's, so, it's just, it's so funny, because Dan is like, he should quit his job. Serena's <laughs> like, yeah, you should quit your job. And then we can be together. Quits job. And she's like, nah, I'm bored. <laughs> bored of yep. that. <laughs> you just got Serena'd. And she like winks and walks away. <laughs> um, Colin has a problem with red pens and teaching kids in pajamas. So he, he's going to go back to being a businessman. And Serena claims that he's a good person and someone deserves to have something more with him than getting put into a cab. Like, there it is. The old, the old cab thing from Serena again. Yeah. Very funny and cool. So... <laughs> So Colin wishes Serena luck, and they have the weirdest, most amicable breakup the show has ever seen. Yeah. yeah what do they, mm -hmm. like, dab? Dab each other up? Yeah, I, exactly. I, I don't know. For an episode I was enjoying so much, this breakup felt really weird and random to me, but uh, Colin and Serena drag down every episode they're in, so not surprised. Yeah, it, it was strange. It was just like a, all right, he's he's done. It's take, take about him, guys. Again, it's like the writer was like, "What do you mean we only have this actor for four episodes?" Okay, I guess we're breaking them up. While well, like he only, getting, getting his close contract to... is only four episodes, get him out. Yeah, yeah. But, but then why why spend time getting them together for most of the episodes? Building the story. Right. Well, because right. they had to build the the dramatic ending of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. So Serena gets out of the cab and calls Dan, and she has the audacity to try and meet up with Dan after what she did to him <laughs> this tonight. Is so and, funny. And again, and just, oh, oh God, sorry. No, and again, mere seconds after she leaves Colin, she she does not wait. She she go nope. literally the first thing she does is call Dan again. She's like, go in your house, join Blair in the bubble bath. What's your problem? Yes. yes. And then to make things more comical, while she's leaving Dan a message, she gets a call from Nate, and she ignores <laughs> that one. Uh, Serena has chosen Dan, even though Dan should want nothing to do with her. So we'll we'll see how this goes. Uh, she tells Dan she will wait outside for him for however long it takes. Um, and it will what? not take long at all because Dan gets the message and uh, he's already smiling, the dopiest smile I've ever seen. So Dan goes outside presumably to meet with Serena. And while Serena is waiting for Dan, Nate, of course, shows up. She's so, she's so sloppy. 
Serena asks what he's doing here, and Nate says he's just clearing his head after everything that happened. <laughs> and Nate tells Serena that what they that when they had their fight earlier in the season, she was right. It was Juliet that made Nate turn on her, and Nate can't help but wonder what would have happened if it wasn't for Juliet. Maybe things would be different now. And while they're talking, Dan gets out of the cab, sees Serena and Nate talking, and this is just too funny. Not once, but twice. Serena calls Dan. Dan answers the call both times. And both times arrives to see her with someone else. The, the writers are turning into true comedians this episode, and they are completely shitting all over Dan. They really are dropping it on them. She, Serena leaves the column behind and is like, all right, now I need to fuck with both of these two dudes again. She just but she, that's she's what it seems like. Yeah. She had this love triangle going on, and then she just drops them both for Colin. And then it's Colin's gone, love triangle commence. Like, I don't understand how these boys have no self-respect. No qualms. Yeah, exactly. That's what it comes down to. It's like they have no qualms. They're like, all right, I guess we're doing this again. No and respect. Nate tells Serena he really misses her. Serena notices Dan looking at them in the background. And Nate asks for a second chance. And Serena, you know, doesn't really answer. And, again, she finally gets to choose between her two guys, just like she wanted to do in the beginning of the season. Uh, Brendan, who will she choose? I don't know. I, I hope she at least, like, calls Dan over to talk to him instead of just him, like, walking away and she <laughs> just doesn't chase after him again. Dan, uh, what are you, we're, we're talking about you. Why don't you come into the conversation? Yeah, I mean, you're not far. <laughs> yeah, join us. Come on, come on in. Get over here. Get over here, you she guy. Goes, she goes, this is an A-B conversation, so see your way out. He gets back in the cab, goes home. She calls him back. He comes again. Hey, it's over and over again. <laughs> Repeat. And so Blair and Chuck are together after the big event. Uh, Blair says there's nothing she loves more than coming home with a victory under her belt. Uh, I agree. Nothing I love more either than Blair being victorious. And Blair asks what their count is, and Chuck says it's them a million, the rest of the world zero. Um, Blair thinks a takedown is sometimes better than sex. It's an endorphin rush. And uh, she thanks Chuck for stepping up. Uh, Chuck, Chuck uh, doesn't even feel right telling Blair that she owes him. And uh, you know, Blair says that holding back from a threat is something that a friend might do. And uh, they think they might be friends. Are, are, are Chuck and Blair in their friendship era? I guess for now. It's weird that like a whole episode of sex turned them into friends. But I guess that's it worked. That's what they're they trying to do. A bunch of hate sex and a scheme or and a takedown or whatever turned us into friends. That's, that's the formula. Chuck says he should be going. He says, good night, Waldorf. And they hug good night and then, of course, start kissing, as friends do. And Chuck lifts uh, Blair in his arms and carries her up the stairs, as friends also do. The second most awkward Chuck and Blair scene of the <laughs> I wish, episode. I wish, I wish they would have uh, put their hands around their backs again and walked up the stairs <laughs> that way. <laughs> we get our Juliet cliffhanger of the week, and this is a really good one. Juliet is vi- video messaging someone on her huge computer. She says, hi, I'm Juliet Sharp. You don't know me, but a friend of ours thinks that we share mutual enemies on the Upper East Side. And, well, I could really use some help from the inside right now. This is so weird. You probably think I'm crazy. And then we reveal... That the person she is video chatting is none other than and Jenny Georgina. fucking Humphrey. Georgina. It's, it's Jenny fucking Humphrey. And when I tell you this reveal, like, nearly brought me to tears. I was so excited. <laughs> so excited. Like, yes, Jenny. <laughs> Brendan, you predicted earlier in this. I don't even know if you remember this. But you predicted earlier in this season that Juliet was working with Jenny. So you were a little early, but a pretty good prediction. Good prediction. Uh, I think I thought she was working with her the whole time. Yeah. So she hadn't wrong. done it yet. But yeah. I... It did happen. The writers uh, heard you and said, this is a good idea. We should make it happen. Yeah, I'll take some credit. Uh, Jenny says that Juliet, Jenny tells Juliet that if she is crazy, she's sure they made her that way. Uh, She knows from firsthand experience. And she asks Juliet what she has in mind. We see that Vanessa is also with Juliet. 
And so Juliet and Vanessa are calling calling in the big guns here. Like this fight just yeah. got a lot more. Definitely fair. Inter- yeah, definitely interesting with this this trio here. We're making sides. God, I just got so fucking excited. Uh, an amazing way finding, like, an amazing job finding a way to get Jenny back into the fold and uh, also setting up this war. It, it looks like we're going to have Jenny, Vanessa, and Juliet against the non judgmental Breakfast Club. Uh, no idea where Dan stands in all this. So, what on earth Dan's is going to be happen? standing like 20 feet behind the whole thing? <laughs> Dan's just going to be trailing Serena and being like, uh, are we back <laughs> together yet? Or. Like, the more I think about it, the more I realize that it's just, and I, like, cannot take credit for this. This was a meme I saw on the interwebs. But, like, Gossip Girl is 1,000% the prequel to you. Like, let's come on. Yes. Yes. With Dan just stalking uh, a... (laughs) Beautiful blonde women and just being a creep in general. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, Dan canonically stalked Serena for two years before he ever talked to her. Yeah, that's true. Bizarre. So is, is Jenny going to be is, just like the help from the sidelines, like through video chat, or is she, hopefully she comes back and doesn't give a shit about her band? <laughs> yeah, she she has a she has a headset on. She, she's like, okay, now now go up to him and say this, and she's going to be a uh, Cyrano the, the whole time. Yeah. Uh, no, I uh, you know, I I can confirm that Jenny will be uh, making a trip to the Upper East Side for this. Very good, very good. Yeah, to to come in again, they're calling in the ringer. Uh, let's let's get into our segments here. Uh, user review of the week. We're gonna. I, I went to the uh, the wiki comments here just because I did not understand this one at all. Uh, a fandom user on January 29th, two thousand eleven, said, "So funny. Chuck just got sat on by Serena." I don't know what, what? they're talking about. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> I don't know. Did they watch the wrong episode? When did this happen that Chuck got sat on by Serena? <laughs> Even if he meant chat. Like when, maybe when, when they happen? meant maybe they meant when Chuck was under the covers and Serena oh. got in bed. Oh, there is that go. why we couldn't see Chuck because Serena was sitting, sitting on him? On <laughs> she just Wait, didn't okay. notice. Okay, honestly, that's that's, that's genius because that's probably what they're talking about. But this makes it so much funnier to me that this commenter was just so amused that <laughs> Serena sat on Chuck in bed that they had to like had comment, to comment on it, it on, on the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next week, the episode is titled The Witches of Bushwick. Brendan, do you have any predictions based on that episode title? I mean, we're going to get that team-up uh, of the Brooklyn babes. Oh, it's yes. Happening. And the little preview says, Chuck throws a Saints and Sinners masquerade party. Of course we're getting another masquerade party. Oh, it's a Halloween episode. Um, Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess this would line up with Halloween. Yeah. Or no, it wouldn't, because this episode was on November 10th, I think. So oh, okay. we're a little bit past Because it sounded like with Halloween. the witches and stuff, and like the party of yeah, sinners. Yeah. And, all right. No, it's just, it's just your regular November Saints and Sinners party. Okay. It's <laughs> 10 days after <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. For my uh, birthday. Exactly. Oh, it's Chrissy's yeah. birthday party. Um, let's get into episode grades. I went first last week, so Brendan, you can go first this week. What are you grading this episode? It's sort of a hard one to place because it, it, it's very silly and like we've been saying, very cartoonish and the the lines are strange and it's very wacky, but it's a lot of I was having fun the whole time. last week I remember hating because it was just so stupid and You gave ab- it an F last ab- week. Absurd and there's still there's still a little bit of that of that energy in this episode, but it's it's followable enough where it, they, I, the plot somewhat makes sense, um, and even like Vanessa's usage is pretty good for a Vanessa episode. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the worst case scenario, Vanessa's here and she's awful. Uh, she's used well. Rufus is used well. It's always like the bottom of the barrel for us is when we have a Rufus and a Vanessa really tank the episode, but they don't. Right. Um, I, I, it's not a classic episode by any means, but it's a lot of fun. A lot of good laughs. Whether they're intentional or not, uh, I might land around like a B plus. 
in this one. Okay, the, very the Dean respectable. Dean scene is great. A lot of good stuff. Very respectable B plus. Uh, Chrissy, would you like to go next and say what grade you give this episode? So I also was going to go B plus because wow. I'm unfamiliar with this grading. <laughs> let's call it a rubric, if you will. Yes, sure. Um, and this is one of the reasons I could never actually be a teacher because I'd be like, if it's not horseshit, it's a B plus. But um, Everything's after a B+. hearing after hearing Brendan's, you know side of it i'm i'm gonna go b minus just because okay. i'm realizing wow. brendan you know the gossip girl beginner will say he hasn't seen everything yet so Fair i feel like we're not. gonna go b minus okay so okay. based on what brendan said because i don't have any original ideas ever so b minus <laughs> you talked christy into a lower grade. That's a nice <laughs> way to go um for me I, I know that last episode was polarizing brendan famously gave it an f but I, I really love this episode. Uh, like we were saying, the first half still has some of those leftover elements from last week's episode, the the weird cartoony random stuff, but it was still fun. And then the second half is just what elevates this to another level for me. The Serena and Colin stuff is the weak point again, obviously, but it, it serves its purpose, and we finally get rid of Colin, at least in this episode. Uh, the, the Blair and Chuck stuff is very fun, even though... Uh, they both have their weird moments in this episode. And then Vanessa and Juliet actually looking like they might stand a chance before, like, falling or or, or failing was my favorite thing to watch. And Vanessa wasn't even that bad in this episode. And then the writers being able to get everyone in the ballet and all those storylines uh, culminating in the scene with the Dean was perfect. Uh, I, I always say, I love when our core four get together to take someone down. And this one didn't even take any planning like we've seen episodes where they all get in the same room yeah, and they're like planning on how to take someone that improvised takedown they just saw what was happening and seamlessly slipped into action and then of course we we have dan just walking around moping and getting shit on which is also very funny <laughs> and then the cliffhanger was outstanding and really got me pumped for next week like listen i know you guys were in the bees i'm giving it an a baby i loved wow. it i'm giving it an a an a for me so uh, it'll end up averaging out to a b plus i think so that, that, so I that's why I was right, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Proven correct. <laughs> um, let's do the MVPs of the episode. Uh, Brendan, who's your MVP for this one? My MVP is someone who hasn't gotten one for me in a long time. I'm going to give one to Chuck. He was really funny wow. all episode long, and he had that amazing monologue at the end. He, he was just a, kind of a, a goofy <laughs> character, and I, I miss this version of Chuck. It's just the insatiable, jealous Chuck. Love him. Yeah, Chuck at his goofiest. Yeah. Um, Chrissy, who do you want to give an MVP to? I'm going to go Blair. Nice. All right. I think Blair is my MVP this week. Love it. Okay. I, I love it because we we are going to end up uh, giving all giving our MVPs to someone from the non-judgmental breakfast club. I, I feel like I have to give it to one of them because they're the real winners in this episode. And I can't give it to Serena because uh, she still annoyed me pretty much all episode. Uh, Blair and Chuck, you know, you guys, you guys uh, already covered them. So I, I'm looking at Nate. He's the one that puts the plan into action right. with Vanessa. Uh, he he makes the episode what it is, and then he's the one who gets the information from Vanessa and like springs into action to get the plan into motion to stop them. And then he made me laugh multiple times. The best one being completely ending Dan's life by telling him he shouldn't thought he was any different. So uh, Nate gets my MVP, and we have uh, spread one out to all the non-Serena members of their core four. Got him. Love it. Love it as well. Uh, Brendan, who's your LVP of the episode? My LVP's got to go to Dan. Dan got cucked mm -hmm. so hard twice in this episode, and when he's not getting cucked, he, he thinks he has a chance with Serena. He's just rude to Nate. He's been right rude to Nate all season long, and I, I hate when he's mean to his his good pal, who, who's such a nice guy. He's 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 named nice guy Nate for a reason. And, exactly. And Dan is just a serial killer all episode long, and I, I just <laughs> I had to give him an LVP. 
Uh, Serena, uh, Serena, I just, oh. I was, I was gonna <laughs> say, you. I was gonna say something about Serena, and then I accidentally called Chrissy Serena. But uh, take, I mean, I'd say take that as a compliment, but it's probably more of an insult comparing someone to Serena. So, but uh, Chrissy, <laughs> who is your LVP of the episode? My LVP of the episode. I feel like this is a hard one. I have so many. I'm just gonna go like completely wackadoodle here. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm gonna go Rufus. Nice. Wow. All right, I'm always down like, for a Rufus LVP. Rufus, like, you made a breakfast. Nobody ate it. Nobody even showed up. <laughs> like, your own Fair family enough. doesn't want to have breakfast with you. You're so right. Fucking embarrassing. And you make waffles those fat and no one has one? Like, that's, you did something wrong. I think he probably Please. ate them by himself and finished them all. Yeah, probably. He Like, that was in the deleted scenes. It's Rufus crying <laughs> and his mimosa and eating waffles. And, dab and dabbing his, dabbing, dabbing his tears with the waffles. <laughs> Vanya's also there eating waffles because he felt bad. <laughs> Um, pity eating waffles for me i wanted to give serena the lvp all episode because i truly couldn't stand her but uh dan even though i agree with him in this episode uh when he's you know admonishing serena uh, he is such a loser in this such episode a loser. He, he falls for the same trick from serena twice <laughs> in one episode he gets a call from serena asking him to meet her somewhere accepts the call shows up only to see him with another guy she does this to him two times in one episode and then, of course, Nate makes him feel stupid uh, before being the second guy that potentially steals Serena away from Dan. Like, Dan is taking L's all over the place to the point where it's actually comical. So, uh, Dan is my LVP. A yeah. tough season for Dan so far. It really is, it has been a tough season for Dan. It's just a, a jealous mess. Jealous mess indeed. Uh, so, that's our segments, except, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, and that is Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we are going to do the final Chuck and Blair scene of the episode uh, with some Gossip Girl voiceovers thrown in as well. Uh, so I've got my script up. Uh, Chrissy, you're our guest. Would you like to be uh, the Gossip Girl uh, voiceover or Blair or Chuck in this scene? I want to go Gossip Girl voiceover. All right, okay. so Chrissy will be Gossip Girl, and that means, of course, I, I, I'll i probably be Blair here, and Brendan, you will be Chuck. Sounds good to me. All right, so uh, we will start with uh, that Gossip Girl quote that's right before the Blair and Chuck thing. So when, whenever you are ready, Chrissy, if you have your script I, in front of you. I don't have my script in front of me. Where do well, I find said script? Okay, so. Uh, ruining everything. No, it's fine. <laughs> I I sent it, I sent the link to it in, um the the discord chat if you can get to that and access it it'd be hard on the phone honestly maybe you just send it quickly in the facebook chat ah okay so i can Hold see on. i can see the app having it might be difficult to find the chat and Brendan, Thanks, of course, Brendan, i appreciate got it. it i got your back Brendan, of course will edit all of this out in posts yeah yeah um you guys can uh, you guys you guys can vamp while i'm while i'm pulling up uh the facebook chat <laughs> Vamp, vamp, vamp. Yeah, I got to practice my chuckles. Oh, that was some top tier vamping. Vamp, All right, vamp, I vamp, uh, vamp. I sent the link into the Facebook chat, so you should be able to click on okay. that, and it should come up. Got it. Give me one All second. All right, and then just scroll down to pretty much the the last one where Blair and Chuck are talking to each other. Okay. And is the Hold Gossip Girl line that starts? Is it the spotted one, Ugly Duckling? Uh, yeah. I you could start. Or is it not part of it? Oh, uh, no, I'd say it's the one after that. It starts sometimes with Gossip Girl saying, sometimes in life we hit a crossroads. Gotcha. I feel like 
this is back in school when it's like, okay, we're all going to read an order. And I'm yeah. like, where, where am I reading? What paragraph am I reading? That's where my, that's where my anxiety is. That is one of my anxieties big time. Please don't call on me. Please don't call on me. That's like when I was in ninth yeah. grade, Miss Barry's class. And all, like when I know everyone realized that I had a really deep voice for like the, my body size and the, all the girls in class would just laugh at me and girls meaning Gina Dorso, Jen Kabelsky, meaning Miss Barry, Miss Barry also laughing best, at me, my best friends. You mean your best friend and the girl you were going to date? <laughs> Pretty much. That's it. how you win people over, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Should I do like my best gossip girl voice on this one? Yes. Sure. <clears throat> okay. Oh. I'm ready. All right. Let's do it. Do it. Okay. Here I go. Sometimes in life, we hit a crossroads and are forced to choose which path we want to take. Okay, here I go. There's nothing I love more than coming home with a victory under my belt. What do you think our count is? Okay, here I go. For us, a million. The world, zero. Sometimes I think a takedown's better than sex. Don't get crazy now. Well, it's an endorphin rush. Plus, it makes me think of old times. I really appreciate you stepping up tonight. I wanted to say you owe me, but... For some reason, it didn't feel right. Wow. Holding back from a threat. It's almost like something a friend would do. Maybe that's because it's what we are. Friends. I don't know why you said it like that, but all right. Because <laughs> I'm, well, I'm a robot. A sexy oh, robot. that's right. <laughs> well, who knew it would take tons of hate sex and a public takedown for us to get here? Yes, I hate sex. I should be going. <laughs> Good night, Waldorf. Same to you, S. All right, let's fuck now. <laughs> All right, am I going to close this out? Is my yes, turn? please close this out. Okay, okay. And there's no, and there's no way of knowing if our journey will lead us to pleasure or pain. Once we've made our choice, there's no turning back. Watch out, Upper East Side. I think this could be the beginning of an ugly friendship. XOXO, Gossip Girl. Wow. Oh yeah. All wow. right. It took us a little while to get going, Incredible. but once we did, it was great. Everyone is applauding for us yet again. They're dropping marbles all over the place. And oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it for the segments. The only thing we have left is some plugs. But first, Chrissy, thank you so much for coming on. I was very excited yes, when you. you said you wanted to do the podcast. We love when the Lindenhurst friends come on and uh, perfectly fits into Lindenhurst month here. Uh, so. Again, thank you so much. And Chrissy, do you have anything that you would like to plug at this hour? Something I would like to plug? No, yeah. not really. <laughs> like if you if you want people to to follow you on on Twitter or Instagram, or if you have a TV show recommendation, or if you're on any other podcast that you want people to check out. I am not on any other podcast. This is my my first podcast wow. maiden voyage um, that I've ever done. We popped the podcast cherry, so that's Final. exciting. You'll um, never be able to tell. You're a natural. Follow me on Instagram. Don't follow me on Instagram. I'm private anyway. Right. Um, if, you, if you can find her, it. send her a request. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me. Good luck. <laughs> and then, what are you plugging? Well, you know, Charles month is sort of over, but uh, there there might be Damn. some more in the future because we we have had such a hard time sh scheduling Chuck Kerr, uh, Chuck Kerr, or Charles Kerr's. So he'll, yeah, be on at, he'll, like he'll be on at some point. Um, so every Tuesday when we are scheduled to record at 7.30, me and Brian don't hold our breaths, and we just re recently recorded something else instead because he didn't answer us uh, for the scheduled time. Uh, what is uh, Charles doing? I don't know. It's, it's uh, He said he got a new phone. He was on a bachelor party. He's he's just, He's been all over the world. 
So it'll happen. Though. He's, he, he keeps saying he's very excited. So keep your eye out for that Charles Kerr's <laughs> episode of The Hoppy Boys. Um, <laughs> but uh, me and Brian just recorded an episode talking about healthy sodas. I, I don't know if you guys have been he- seeing these brands all over taking storm of the uh you you have my attention like the poppy brands the olipops and the culture pop it's like these half sugar half stevia sodas that are like maybe i think the olipops are three grams of sugar so me and brian just did like a little uh rundown of this this new craze that's sweeping the grocery store nation so i was gonna ask if there are any good but i guess i have to check out the episode you have to check out the episode they're they're all right i won't won't, uh fully tease you but they're they're worth trying out yourself all right, no need to listen to the episode. They're that, all right. They're worth that's pretty trying. much what we said. Yeah, that's the whole episode. Uh, but so check all right, out, so skip next episode. Skip next episode and then wait for Charles Curls in, uh, in a month, whenever that happens. But when he's back, just I hope you you know that Charles' mother's back on as soon as Charles is back. Oh, I, I truly can't wait. It's on pause for now. I'm going to text him immediately just to tell him to get back on, to get on <laughs> okay, the podcast. Otherwise, uh, listen to our sister show on patreon.com slash thehoppyboyspod. For Sandy Boys, it's our OC coverage. It's the same show we do here, but it's for the OC. We are sort of getting close to the end of season one it were like around season one episode 17 ish we recently recorded so I, I realized when you told me recently how long that fucking season is so we're we're, <laughs> we're in like the back third of uh season one so pay three bucks for a month and you can binge all of the episodes it's a, an amazing deal for the amazing content that you get here but for a different tv show so check that out pay three bucks and hear three cucks because sometimes we have a third two, one and of then us all of our guests are also, are also cucks <laughs> we only have cucks on that show <laughs> that's the motto um all right um geez what a oh i should have plugged this last time because last week was the episode that came out on the 12th this one's coming out on the 19th um so last week a new josh schwartz and stephanie savage show premiered josh schwartz and stephanie savage uh, obviously the uh famously the showrunners of gossip girl uh they have a new show out on apple plus called city on fire i have not watched it yet but if it's by the creators of the oc and gossip girl then uh, it is something that i'm going to be interested in checking out so uh yeah and maybe maybe after gossip girl is all said and done we could we could cover that but wow yeah so that, that that's my plug for this week everyone should check that out also, check out the Save by the Bell reboot if you have a chance. Brendan, uh, how many episodes of that have you watched? Absolutely none. After not, the two, you've I gone down. You, <laughs> yeah. You've gone down. <laughs> yeah. It's been so it's long. Been so I've I forgot. Yeah. I've unwatched the first two. Episodes. Pretty much. <laughs> well, get back on that. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at MaddieFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other podcast, The Hoppy Boy at The Hoppy Boys Pod. And you can come back next week where we will have uh, a non-Lindenhurst guest, but another guest nonetheless and we'll be breaking down season four episode nine titled uh what was it oh wishes witches of bushwick uh but until then you know you love us xoxo only boys boys. that's so cute (laughs) thank you we did it all right that was good that's it we're done